The Blaze Radio Network. On demand, Pat Gray is here. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. So they got Michael Flynn to go ahead and testify against the president. Interesting. Uh, this is going to get pretty interesting. Now, what? How, now, how do you like Michael Flynn? I mean, I know all during this situation, uh, we said this guy's not. He's he's not a good choice. Don't put him in the in the cabinet. Can't trust Michael Flynn, a Democrat. Sure enough, here he is. He says Trump directed him to make contact with the Russians. Um. So in a statement, he also said he he agreed to cooperate with the special counsel's office, uh, and that reflects a decision I made in the best interest of my family. And of our country. You believe the market has been rallying in the last uh, 13 months. Potentially unravels all of that, said Jeremy Klein. Um, in the midst of all of this that's going on and whether or not the president is going to be indicted with, uh, you know, some, some charge that Michael Flynn is bringing up. Now, Flynn says that, that he was directed by Trump to contact the Russians. Of course, this guy's lied every step of the way. So, do you believe that? Do they have any kind of solid evidence that, like a recording of some kind? Like a memo, an email? You would think, in order for the FBI to make some deal with uh, with Michael Flynn, they've got something fairly significant? I, I, don't, I don't know. But if he does have something on President Trump instructing him to go make some kind of deal with the Russians, does that matter? 888 You know, we asked the wrong question all along during the Bill Clinton scandal with Monica Lewinsky. Okay, if he did it, does it matter? If he lied, does it matter? Is the question we should have asked from the beginning. Because at the beginning, it was, well, he did this. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. And then, okay, yes, he did, but it doesn't matter. So let's determine this now. Does it matter if Donald Trump directed Michael Flynn to make some sort of deal or get in touch with the Russians and see if he could make a deal? He apparently feels the president has abandoned him. And uh, and now he's prepared to testify against the president and his family for this uh, investigation. Wow. He also claims, uh, apparently he's deeply in debt. He's on the verge of losing his house. All of those things are going to figure in too as to whether or not you you believe him. Those go to credibility as well, I would say, because he's just trying to save his own butt at this point. And apparently he feels that the president has abandoned him. The stunning turn uh, comes as Flynn, cooperating with the special counsel Robert Mueller's probe, pleaded guilty to one count of lying to the FBI about his back-channel negotiations with the Russian ambassador. Talks that occurred before Donald Trump took office. A close confidant 
told ABC News that Flynn felt abandoned by Trump in recent weeks and told friends about the decision to make the plea, uh, the plea deal within the last 24 hours as he's grown increasingly concerned about crippling legal costs and the fact that he's about to lose his house. Yeah, I bet he is concerned about that. And maybe he struck some deal, you know, with, with somebody that we'll lay off, we'll, get, we'll back off, you won't have any of these legal deals. Maybe we'll even pay your legal bills. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't put anything past these people. So keep an eye on this. But again, doesn't matter. If Trump directed him to do these things, if Trump knew about it, because he has said all along that he doesn't, he didn't do any of this. He's got nothing to do with the Russians, nothing to do with that back channel deal. So if that's a lie, it uh, doesn't matter. 888-933-93. The other huge news was the uh, innocent was was the innocent verdict in the Kate Steinle case. Shot in the head on the pier in San Francisco by an illegal alien who's been deported five times and has come back five times, six times. And on the sixth time, just happened to find a handgun on the pier. Just how about there? I mean, how often does that happen? Three times to me last week alone. I found handguns laying around and just picked them up and they all of a sudden just went off. That was his that was his story. That was his eventual story. Right. Because at first, his story was that he was shooting at a sea lion. He was shooting, shooting at, a, at a sea yeah, lion? That, that's what he told police when they first, uh, uh, you know, questioned him. And, uh, oh, man. and I did look up uh, what would happen to you if you, you killed a sea lion in the Golden State. Yeah. And it's going to be a $10,000 fine and six months in jail. So I contend that if he had actually hit the sea lion that he was aiming for he would have had a stiffer sentence than he now has which is he's gonna get off probably without any jail time california wow is that amazing so yeah that's right i'd forgotten about the sea lion story Mm -hmm. so it went from shooting at a sea lion to accidentally picked up the gun accidentally the gun goes off without him touching the trigger now the bullet did ricochet off the ground and strike kate steinley in the head where she was sitting. So I think it, it is pretty clear that he didn't aim it at her. Yeah. Uh, unless he's, you know, the worst shot in, in on the face of the planet. So he, he probably didn't premeditate killing someone. So it, you, you don't get a first degree murder charge out of that, but certainly manslaughter, picking it up and firing the gun. The, 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 the uh, prosecution said he was playing some kind of weird, game of Russian roulette and just shooting the gun and see what happens. I, I don't know. Very strange. I mean, that's three stories. Yeah. About the, but the bottom yeah. line is he has admitted to shooting her. Yeah. And, and it actually, it, it hit her uh, lower back. Uh, oh, was the, it the lower yeah, back? Yeah, and it uh, tore through uh, uh, <sighs> a main uh, artery there. So she bled to death. So while sad. Her father was trying to resuscitate her. Just really, really sad. Um, and yet... The only thing he's, I mean, he's, they're essentially, they found him guilty of one thing, like jaywalking. I mean, it, it's, it's the equivalent of, yeah, I, he didn't cross at the sidewalk when he was trying to escape from killing Kate Steinle. So we're going to charge him $25 for jaywalking. 
I mean, it was actually a uh, weapons charge. Well, if he accidentally found, just picked up the gun, uh, how do you know he wasn't going to just turn that over to authorities? <laughs> but that's the thing they found him guilty of, was illegal possession of a weapon. And it had nothing to do with the actual killing of uh, Kate Steinle, where it should have been at least manslaughter. Absolutely. But I, it's I don't so, know how it's not that. I don't either. I, I, I don't either. You killed her. Whether you did it intentionally or not, she's dead yeah. because of you. You're right. Uh, I think if this is an American citizen, anybody, any other jury finds them guilty of at least manslaughter. But I don't know. For some reason, they've got incredible sympathy for this guy because he's an illegal alien who's been deported time after time after time after time. Twelve people. Twelve people had to agree to this, right? Yes. Yeah. Six men, six women. Uh, It's it's tragic. Jim Steinle, Kate's dad, for his part, this is unbelievable. I mean, I I don't know if I could feel this way, but uh, this is uh, the true definition of a Christian here. Listen to what he had to say uh, about the verdict. The irony is uh, we have a man in the White House who talked about grabbing... Exactly. That's okay. That's That was actually not Jim Steinle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, here, this is this is Jim Steinle. When you have uh, a broken heart and, and, and have grief in your life, if you've never had it, it's... it's awful you know it's 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 been tough it's been tough for me because i was there our family we've we've not had a moment of uh uh, anger uh vengeance and uh, we had no room in our hearts and our ourselves uh for any of that that's amazing they haven't had a moment of anger or vengeance that's really impressive yes it is uh those are, are are Christian people, and he's just heartbroken. I mean, he's he's as you could imagine, he lost his daughter. He was there with her. He was the one who was walking down the pier with her when she was shot. Here's what Brad Steinle, her brother, said. Uh, this is pretty poignant too. The outcome of of this trial doesn't really um, change the fact that the system, both on a city and federal level, um, miserably failed in protecting Kate. Lack of accountability and change is what I find um, is the most disheartening and uh, outrageous part of this entire thing. Mm -hmm. The failure on all levels is what led to her death. Um, And I think they share as much blame, if not more, than Sanchez. Thank you. Yes. The city of San Francisco shares as much blame, if not more. As the guy who actually shot, which is, his name is not actually Sanchez. I, I don't know what Sanchez he is has, talking about He has there. so many aliases, this guy. Oh, is that one of his yeah, names? Yeah, it just, it's... Okay. Mm-hmm. Zarate is his name. Right. Um, and, and the city of San Francisco is, is, I think, culpable here because they encourage this. They, they encourage people to be here illegally. Uh, they try to protect them. They they even try to protect them, as in this case, after they've murdered somebody or killed somebody. It's just, it's unconscionable. And as much as they yell and scream after every shooting about guns, isn't there something to illegal aliens who shouldn't be in the, here in the first place killing American citizens? Shouldn't we be talking about that a little bit? 
Uh, not in their mind. Which is also strange because back in the 90s, as we mentioned yesterday, they were on a completely different wavelength on the illegal immigration situation. Even California's own Diane Feinstein, listen to what she had to say about immigration in 1994. Border control is a federal responsibility. We simply don't enforce our borders adequately. In my state, you have about 2,000 people a day illegally who cross mm-hmm. the border. Now, this adds up to about 2 million people who compete for housing, who compete for classroom space. Um, we've mm. had a Medicaid uh, situation where in 1988 there were about 3,000 people on Medicaid. There are well over 300,000 today who are illegal uh, aliens. That presents obvious problems. And that's no problem for them anymore. They don't care about any of that. Harry Reid back in 1993. If making it easy to be an illegal alien isn't enough, how about offering a reward for being an illegal immigrant? Mm-hmm. No, some, no sane country would do that. Right? Right. right. Guess again. Oh. Okay. If you break our laws by entering this country without permission and give birth to a child, we reward that child with U.S. citizenship <laughs> and guarantee of full access to all public and social services this society provides. And that's a lot of services. Is it any wonder that two-thirds of the babies born at taxpayer expense at country, county-run hospitals in Los Angeles are born to illegal alien mothers? I mean, that's not Ted Cruz or Mike <laughs> Lee. That, that's Harry Reid in 1993. Can I just point out uh, whoever, because he was clearly reading that whoever was writing his speeches back then, not the same people who were writing his speeches when he retired. He's yeah, for sure. opposite. Yeah. Uh, Also, at the 1995 State of the Union Address, here's what Bill Clinton said. All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens Mm -hmm. entering our country. Hmm. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. Really? The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. What a hater. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down (laughs) on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace, as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. And Barbara we are a Jordan? nation of immigrants. Wow. But we are also a nation of laws. laws. It is wrong and ultimately self defeating uh-huh. for a nation of immigrants to yeah. permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and <laughs> we must do more to stop it. Standing ovation from Democrats at the State of the Union. There what is... happened to Democrats? What happened in the last 20 years? There's so much in that clip, too. Oh. You hear something new every time. I know. Just, it's stunning. I know. They sound like hardcore, hardline conservatives on immigration back in the 90s. And and it wasn't, I mean, it's not like that was the 1890s. It was the 1990s. How has it changed so dramatically in that amount of time? Really incredible. And and actually, the situation's gotten much much worse than what they describe. And yet, they're all on board with it now. 
888-933-93. Let me tell you about Patriot Mobile because this is a cell phone company that will not support illegal immigration. This is a cell phone company that will donate up to 5% of your monthly bill to a really conservative cause like protecting our borders or you know, protecting religious freedom, uh, traditional family values. Maybe the NRA, you decide where you want your money to go once, uh, once you sign up with them, and, and that's where it goes. Patriot Mobile is the only one that will do this for you. Everybody else is on board with all the liberal, progressive nonsense that we talk about every day. And right now they're offering unlimited talk, text, and data at better prices than anything you can get from Big Mobile. This price, right now, the regular price is better than the Big Mobile company's Black Friday price. By half, you can get the same nationwide coverage with unlimited talk and text starting at 20 bucks a month. 20, not 40, 20 bucks a month. So give them a call today and get this taken care of. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or go to patriotmobile.com slash pat. Use the promo code pat. And they'll also waive your activation fee. So that saves you even more money. That's patriotmobile.com slash pat. Pat Gray, Unleashed, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. Welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's Friday, so anything's fair game. Anything you want to talk about uh, that we've heard or mentioned during the course of the week, or maybe haven't mentioned, you can you can talk about um, whether or not it's a problem if the Michael Flynn information about Donald Trump turns out to be true. If whatever he he says about uh, Donald Trump directing him to get in touch and do back channel deals with the Russians, if that's true, does it matter? Uh, we've also been talking about this illegal immigration situation where. Uh, the shooter in San Francisco was found uh, not guilty of killing Kate Steinle. Uh, and, of course, Geraldo Rivera, the latest in the long line, as, as predicted by staff members here. Uh, Geraldo Rivera has apologized to Bette Midler and other women, named in his tawdry memoir, saying he's embarrassed and profoundly sorry to those mentioned. He tweeted, 27 years ago, I wrote a tawdry book depicting consensual events in 1973, 45 years ago. I've deeply regretted its distasteful and disrespectful tone and have refrained from speaking about it. I'm embarrassed and profoundly sorry to those mentioned. I have, and again, apologized to anyone offended. So he's admitting that he was a dirtbag as well. What a surprise. Geraldo Rivera? Whoa. You could knock me over with a feather right now. Right. When are we going to get an apology, all of us, for a tweet of his from a few years ago? Yeah, with, with the uh, uh, picture that he took in just a towel. Uh, barely a towel at that. I mean, that's rough, man. You can't, get, you can't unsee that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'll turn my computer back over Yeah, here. yeah. <laughs> uh, Rivera pointed out that although I recall the time Bette Midler has alluded to, much differently than she. <laughs> again, again, these guys try to. All right, I'm going to validate the woman because I'm all about women's rights, whatever. But I'm also going to deny what she's saying because I don't remember it the same way. 
if you're going to accept responsibility, just accept responsibility and stop trying to couch it. Although I recall the time Bette Midler has alluded to much differently than she, that doesn't change the fact that she has a right to speak out and demand an apology from me. For, in the very least, publicly embarrassing her all those years ago, Bette, I apologize. That's a weak apology. Because he had to qualify it, that he remembers it differently. In what way? Explain it then. If you're going to bring that up, and Lauer's brought it up, and... uh, Geraldo has brought it up. Who is the other one who said, oh, uh, Franken. Al Franken has brought it up. In what way is it different? What way do you remember it differently? Explain that then. If you're going to use that as an excuse to try to make yourself look a little bit better, then explain it. Let's hear how it's different. He's been criticized lately for his defense of Matt Lauer, calling news a flirty business. I mean, that's how toxic Matt Lauer is right now. Uh, They jumped all over Geraldo Rivera for even saying anything nice about him. So the post prompted a storm of criticism against Rivera, leading him to issue a lengthy series of tweeted clarifications. These people, I mean, they just just get themselves in trouble like this, and then they got to be backtracking. Geraldo tweets do not reflect the views of Fox News or its management, Fox tweeted out. We were troubled by his comments and are addressing them with him. I wonder if he'll get fired, too. Well, yeah, and, and Geraldo, it was actually, wasn't the damage wasn't done with just one tweet about Matt Lauer. There was six tweets two days ago that were just, I mean, it was mm-hmm. he was digging his hole deeper and deeper. And he's like, like, here's a line from one of them. The issue is so red hot right now. There is no room for any thought or opinion, but hang him high. And then he goes on to talk about uh, if news wasn't uh, a flirty business, then how do we explain so many newsroom courtships that have led to happy marriages? And it goes on and on. So, so that was two days ago. Then dude goes dark until three hours ago when he starts uh, tweeting out some apology action here. But uh, he was just digging that hole, man. Half a dozen tweets. I mean, and Geraldo Rivera, I think admittedly, is just a, he's a sleazebag. Yes. He's going to have an awful lot to account for. If, if all of his stuff were to come out, I don't, know, I don't even know if you could broadcast it on the air. I don't know if we could even talk about it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Dave in Connecticut. Hey, Dave, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I just wanted to, to go to the Kate Steinle thing with the illegal immigrant who mm. uh, who shot her. I just don't. I guess the problem is why is it just a slap on the wrist that he has an illegal firearm? Shouldn't mm-hmm. that be a much more criminal act? Yes. Wouldn't turning that into a serious crime? solve a lot of the issues that we have as a country with gun violence probably the fbi says that most gun violence is committed by felons with guns repeat felons if you make it uh put them away for 10 15 years whatever wouldn't that seems like a deterrent a lot of it yeah it seems like a pretty good deterrent um yeah appreciate the call uh thanks dave and and this was this handgun had obviously been stolen it was stolen from a a uh, fish and game person or uh, some out of somebody's SUV. So th- the illegal alien denies having been the one who stole it. Uh, so if you believe that, you know, I've, I've got some nice swamp land in the Gulf of Mexico to sell you. But, you know, let's say he just stumbled upon it on the pier in San Francisco and happened to pick it up because I didn't even know what it was at first. And then it just went off. <laughs> what a weird series of luck that was. Even if that is the case, the guy still should have been 
convicted of manslaughter. But uh, it didn't happen. So we we can't, you know, you can't separate him from his family. I don't even know if he has family members here, but he's uh, an illegal. And illegals can't be separated from their families by going to jail or being deported. That's amazing. I know. That just is, I know. American citizens can be separated from their families if they commit uh, crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like if you commit a crime today, okay, you know, you rob a Seven Eleven and you're caught. Oh crap! Guess what? You you'll be that? separated from your family. Yeah, uh, because you'll go to jail. But if I get arrested and I say no habla inglés, well, then you you can't be separated from your family. Got my plan for the afternoon. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Anything on your mind is fair game today. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I love how uh, late night comedians pretty much don't do comedy anymore. They do politics. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Kimmel is the latest to just he, he's just carried away. He's, he's a lot like David Letterman now, a younger version of the angry, angry old man, dirty uh, David Letterman. Yeah, little he, Freudian slip there. He didn't wait until he got older. No, he didn't get that cranky and, you know, bitter until later on. And he's obviously bitter. And he's he's got this war with Roy Moore going on, which Roy Moore denies doing anything illegal. Uh, But Jimmy Kimmel doesn't care about that because he's already convicted him on his show. Uh, And Roy Moore said, if you're going to, you know, they sent that. Let's play where he sends the Jimmy Kimmel comedian to the Roy Moore event. Uh, He's in a church. And Jimmy Kimball, Jimmy Kimmel sent a comedian Tony Barbieri to the Roy Moore rally to have him pretend to be a super fan. Here's what happened. Five statewide, five statewide campaigns. Why would they lie? And three countywide campaigns. We can stop it and get them out. Hey, come on, get out, get out of here, dude. We're here for the judge. We're here for the judge. She's a man's man. The judge is a mm-hmm. man's man. Mm-hmm. You got this, judge. You got this. Don't listen to him. Get out of here. That's a man's man. Does that look like the face of a molester? So uh, he thought that was real funny, I guess. And uh, and so Roy Moore said, well, why don't you come down here and let's do it face-to-face. If you got something to say, come say it. And so Jimmy Kimmel accepted his challenge. Apparently, all right, tough guy with your little pistol. I, I mean, just this is stupid, really stupid. Yeah, it's alienating half of your audience, or I should I, say, potentially half your audience. And he was asked about that recently in an interview, and he said, because she said, "Do you not care about the half you're losing?" And he's like, "Not that I don't care, but what are you gonna do?" So apparently, he doesn't care. So good. Let's. I mean, half the audience should absolutely stop watching him. Just stop watching this because the more you support it, 
the worse they get. Certainly was the case with David Letterman. It's uh, the case with Stephen Colbert, who's been uh, pretty encouraged by his ratings lately. All he does is bash Trump every night. 888 Let's go to Caleb in Florida. Hey, Caleb, you're on the blaze. Hey, guys. I uh, was listening to the Harry Reid, Diane Feinstein audio from you guys yesterday, and I thought it seemed really weird that they would act that way. And then I thought, well, they're just playing partisan politics as they are right now. I mean, what, what happened in 1986 that the Republicans were for that all of a sudden the Democrats were against? Ronald Reagan passed amnesty. The Republicans voted for amnesty back then. So obviously politics dictates that she got to be against it. And yes. now that the Republicans are against amnesty, politics dictates that the Democrats have to be for it now. So I don't believe that they were they just had a change of heart. I think they they you know, their true feelings are whatever their true feelings are. But they're just simply playing partisan politics Although, back then and today. I'm not sure the Democrats were against amnesty in 86, though. I, th- I think they were for it. I think they were for amnesty in 86. Uh, as right. as were, Everybody thought that was the way to go to finally fix the problem in 1986. We're going to have them all pay a fine. Appreciate the call, Caleb. We're, we're going to have them pay the fine of $2,000. Then they can stay. Uh, and then they'll realize that, okay, it's, it's, uh, it's been taken care of now. And now we're going to be serious about cracking down on the border. And none of that happened. They didn't pay the fines. They just got the blanket amnesty. And then we didn't secure the border, and so that problem got worse. So while the problem worsened, I think the Democrats were saying, wow, that, that's really bad. Uh, this isn't working out well for us, and it's costing us a lot of money. But now that it's ten times as bad as it was, I'm not really sure why they're still okay with it. I don't know. You know, maybe it is politics. Maybe it's a change of heart in Hollywood or, or in Washington, D.C., because that's what happens to everybody once they get there. Does anybody get more conservative in Washington, D.C.? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But, Not on purpose. But people get very much more liberal, very much more progressive once they're in Washington, D.C. Uh, Adam in Minnesota, welcome to The Blaze. Hey, Brother Bob. Hey. To um, yeah, I just I had a couple things to bring up. The first of all is the Bitcoin situation. Don't ever bring it up again. Yesterday you brought it up and it dropped about a thousand dollars, just from the start of your program to the end, and now it's back up. So don't keep okay. that out of your mind. All right. Um, the other thing, <laughs> the other thing is uh, uh, with with uh, Al Franken and Je- Jesse Ventura in Minnesota. We've okay. I'm from Minnesota and we've elected these people. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, now, uh, what I've heard from my buddies is that we've, we've elected some transvestites or trans, transsexuals now into office. In Minnesota? Yes. Okay. Uh, um, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, let's see. Uh, there, somebody did. I'm, I can't remember if it was... The uh, entire town in uh, California. It was California. Their uh, city council it, is... It, oh, yeah, it's entirely made up of... yeah. yeah. Made up of... Uh, it wasn't in Minnesota, though, huh? I don't think so. At least the one we talked about last week was made up... The city council, once a transgendered person was elected, that meant every single all member five, of the council, yeah. all five. five of them, were either gay, lesbian, or trans transgendered. So... Okay. Uh, but I'll look it up. It may have happened in Minnesota as well. I, w- I certainly wouldn't be surprised. 
But yeah, I've had my friends. My friends have come up and argued with me that they've said that there's been uh, trans transsexuals or transvestites that have now been elected to Minnesota on well, top probably. of Ventura. And <laughs> Who knows? I mean, and all right? the others. <laughs> I mean, you know. right? There's also a the story. Thing, Pat, yeah. Go ahead. The other thing, Pat, I wanted to ask you was that you're always talking about that uh, the United States is not a democracy; it's a republic. Right. And that's another thing I always get into an argument with my friends about is is is, is I try and back you up. It's a republic, not a democracy. We elect people to. To govern over us. So I, I want to know if you can elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, appreciate the call, Adam. Uh, the reason it's uh, such a big issue is because democracy has now been co-opted by uh, democratic socialists. It's, it's, it's code language now for socialism. Also, as our founders said from the very beginning, democracies don't work. Direct democracies, that's majority rule, all fail. Every democracy that has ever been in the history of the world has failed and has usually failed uh, quite spectacularly. So it was important for this particular country to be a republic and uh, to do it in a slightly different way where we elect people to go do that business and uh, they hopefully do our will. And rather than we just do mob rule, which essentially is what democracy turns out to be. Um, but the, the bigger issue for me now is that it's, it's just been co-opted by democratic socialists. And they are the ones who are always talking about how great democracy is. It's just, a code, it's just code language now for uh, socialism. Um, a little housekeeping here. Um, we have two transgender um, city council members in Minneapolis. So congratulations. Oh, the so caller was correct. He was right. And for bonus, mm-hmm. double word score bonus, uh, they're black. So oh, that's good. That's helpful. Now, yeah. um, if you go to Palm Springs, California, that's where uh, that um, city council mm-hmm. there is now entirely gay, bisexual, oh, yeah, Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. or transgender, um, which they're going to have to add some more seats because I don't hear about two-spirit in there. There's no um, more. Uh, what, what you got? we got 15 terms. We've got to expand the city council so we can have one of each. Yeah. Uh, we also have history being made in Virginia oh. when a 33-year-old woman became the state's first openly transgender elected official in, in Virginia. To top off the uh, momentous win, Democrat Danica Rome unseated a Republican incumbent who calls himself the, the state's chief homophobe. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe not the best term for yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if... That's going to win you a lot of friends. Uh, Rome is a journalist and metal-loving mom beat out 26-year-old incumbent Robert Marshall for the House of Delegates seat that represents Prince William County. So it's you know very close to Washington, D.C. The win had LGBTQ advocates and Democrats seeking to turn the tide against uh, Trump-style candidates cheering. So, yeah, the, the transgendered thing is that's happening all over the place. All over. All over. Uh, and why not? What are you, uh, some sort of transophobe? Is that what you are? Oh, I oh, hope not. Wait a minute. We got to come up not. with a word for all 15 terms transophobe, homophobe. Yes. Two spiritophobe. <laughs> Just add a phobe to everything and, and you've got it. Mm-hmm. You've got it right there. 888 900 3393. Also, I find this interesting because uh, everything the Cardassians do is interesting. Chloe Kardashian now wants a gun. 
I like it when these girls make discoveries along the way. Like they went to Cuba and discovered how quaint and cute it is that the Cubans all wear, all drive 1950s vehicles. That's cute. Not realizing that the people on the island are so poor and communism has failed so spectacularly that they haven't developed out of the 1950s. Oh, look. <laughs> Then, then they went a couple of weeks ago to the Planned Parenthood office, and they were all converted to the wonders of Planned Parenthood. Uh, Forget the fact that 53 million babies have been killed by the likes of Planned Parenthood and others. Uh, Planned Parenthood also does screenings. Well, they don't do the screenings themselves, but they'll tell you where you can go and get one. What a wonderful, marvelous agency. And now, Khloe Kardashian is apparently thinking about getting a gun. Here's a, a look at that. We were actually looking up, um, we were looking up different guns. I'm just guns. trying to play with like, different photos. Looking up what? Different guns. Why? Because Kettle and I were talking earlier and um, she just feels like really unsafe. Like she says she has like literally a different stalker outside of her house every few days. And like oh. she's a single girl who lives alone and she just wants away. Like someone's already broken into her home and what if she was there? Like well, someone's that's what you feel. have security for. But... I want to know, like, about these things so I could be knowledgeable of it and know how to either protect myself or how to handle the gun. (laughs) Not to bring anything up, but in your situation, say that gun, you were able to get access to it. Would you know what to do? Well, that's, Mm. I mean... That's what you have secure. That's what you have security right. for. That's what everybody. You know, come everybody's on. got that. I mean, you. Why do you have a private personal chef right. so you can eat good gourmet mm-hmm. food every night? Mm-hmm. That's what you've got the private yeah. personal chef for. Mm-hmm. You have the chauffeur so mm-hmm. that he can drive you to work every right. day. You got the helicopter so you don't have to, and the pilot so that you don't have to put up with the traffic right. that the little people put up with. Yep. What do you think you have private security <laughs> for? Yeah. I mean. That's- I got two or three security guys in the back of my truck right now. That is that I don't have. To oh drive. my gosh, that's, that's unbelievable. You know, I'm surprised <laughs> that that even that, that didn't end up on the cutting room floor. Oh, that so segment great. there. And the best part is when they're all just sitting around. And go, I wish I had a gun. I mean, I, you know, if I had a gun, I mean, if I had a gun or something. How do you hold a gun? Whatever. I just want to know about it. No, I just like you know. Like, did guns. you know guns could hurt people? Oh, they're so hard to hold because they're heavy. Can you make a lighter gun? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We are now joined by uh, Brad Staggs. You know, it's just some things should not be seen. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. It's the Kardashians wanting a gun. Mm-hmm. Some other things. The Kardashians are, doing anything. Pretty much anything. Yes. Yeah I, yeah. I would agree with that. But especially. But yeah. Yeah. The, 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 mm-hmm. and, uh, something else, you know, you really shouldn't be seen by other people is when you clean your ears. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, yeah. it's one of those things that you don't, it, it's like, okay, I'm going to say it. I'm going to put it out there. When you blow your nose, first mm. thing you do, you look at the Kleenex. Mm. You do. Admit it. Mm. Admit it. I'm not saying it's pretty. I'm just saying, yeah. you look. You got to know what's going because, on. Right. There, exactly. Right? Because, you know? yes, exactly. And the same thing with cleaning your ears. You know, I, I know you get up every morning, you take the Q-tip, and you mm. put it, that's actually very bad for you. But what? Don't put the Q-tip in your ear. Right. You say, I don't use Q-tips. Well, you use earbuds. Because every time you put those earbuds in, you're pushing that wax farther in. Look, we all have earwax. Folks, we all have earwax. The thing is, you want to get it out of there because it can lead to tinnitus. It can lead to hearing problems. All kinds of health issues 
But if you go to usewaxrx.com, you get the three-step system with the ear wax softening drops, the specially designed squirt bottle that gives the right amount of water pressure and the right amount of water to flush out those ears, get those little woodland creatures out. And then that pH conditioning rinse that leaves your ears soft and, shall I say, very supple. Supple. Yes. Look, go to usewaxrx.com. Get the kit. Doctor developed. If you use the promo code radio, you get free standard shipping, and you will be well on your way to a set of clean, healthy, supple ears. May need I say more other than usewaxrx.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Truth lives here. Welcome. It's uh, pretty much anything that's on your mind today. Fair game. 888-900-3393. Some of the things we've been talking about are the Kate Steinle verdict. She was uh, shot and killed by an illegal alien. And he was found not guilty on every charge except the possession of a weapons charge, which he clearly had a weapon that was illegally obtained. Like he stole it out of the car of, I think, a fish and, and game official uh, right out of his SUV. Now, he claims, of course, it just happened to be there on the pier and he picked it up and it went off. Hate when that happens. Mm-hmm. Just hate when that happens. So, uh, another incredible injustice done in San Francisco. Yeah, just happened to find it laying on the pier, just happened to decide to pick it up and didn't even know what it was at first. And it just happened to go off and it just happened to bounce off the pavement and strike her uh, in the lower back area and killed her. Uh, Just an amazing series of coincidences that he was not responsible for in any way. Leave him alone. Just because he's been deported five times and has come back six, including killing someone on the sixth return, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean he's a bad person and we're not going to deport him either. I was reading an article yesterday where it said highly unlikely for him to be deported. Uh, Really? What does it take to get deported from this country? (laughs) What does it take? If you... Nah, we don't we don't deport anybody till they killed at least 15 20 people sometimes not even then <laughs> I mean it takes two dozen people two dozen dead people uh before we'll even consider deportation maybe and even then we're, we probably won't because you can't be separated from your family if you're an illegal alien so mm-hmm. but uh, I they just come here for jobs though right yeah oh yeah they're just Okay. Hard-working family people. We'll clarify that. Who can't be, you know, d- separated from their family. 888 <laughs> 900 James in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. 
Hi. I had a kind of a it's kind of a question that dovetails into the discussion of the Republic earlier as well as um, the Steinle issue and so forth. I was kind of wondering, uh, could they pass a law at the federal level such as or it's kind of would be like a reverse tort reform wherein you establish a floor, right, that no civil court damages would go below. And let's say five hundred million dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. And if an illegal alien is released by a city like San Francisco or New York or any other city, and that individual harms in any way, even kills mm-hmm. accidentally via a gun going off, I don't buy that, but, and I know you don't, but anyways, mm-hmm. then at a minimum, that city's going to pay $500 million. And it could go up to, you know, maybe a billion. Well, even a city as large as New York is going to balk at that, though. Yeah. And it's going to kind of force them to start thinking about. And I know the reason why I said it, it kind of dovetails into the discussion about the republic is you kind of, it's a kind of a dicey area because most tort reform was state level, mm-hmm. right? particularly because of the Ninth and the Tenth Amendment. But I know that, and it's, I'm not, I just turned 40, so. Big year for me, but um, I'm not old enough to remember, particularly when the uh, federal government established the 21-year-old uh, drinking level, right? Yeah. And they started saying they were going to withhold federal funds if they didn't adopt that, you know, from the highway fund. Right. Each state didn't adopt it, and it wasn't seen as coercive because it was only a portion of the overall budget that they, that they had. I understand the $500 million would be a large portion of a budget. But you have to worry about, well, what if they had released him from San Francisco? Let's say he had come over here to Dallas, and I'm going walking down the street, and I get shot by him. Well, it's, I'm not going to sue Dallas, but I'm going to sue California. I'm going to sue San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And so it's really more of an interstate commerce issue, not a state issue like tort reform. I th- Does that make sense? So it's kind of dicey yeah. with the Ninth and the Tenth Amendment. The, but hasn't hasn't Trump tried to do something like that by denying uh, federal funds to these yeah, sanctuary they're, cities? They're, yeah, that's been right. And people are arguing flipped. that right now about do yeah. they have the right? And yeah, that's the whole coercive thing that actually even the Los Angeles Times a few weeks ago wrote and, and admitted, you know, they can withhold this because it's not going to be deemed as coercive because that would only account to, let's say, about five percent of the city's overall budget. Yeah, which is similar to. I think it was Dole. It was like North Dakota versus Dole. Or I'm not a lawyer, but uh, like I think they cited like North Dakota versus Dole or something in the 80s. And it was mm. similar where they, the, the Supreme Court said, well, the federal government can get involved and withhold funds as long as it's not seen as kind of like the gun to the head, right? Yeah. Which is what a lot of people then argued, and I think you even brought up um, a year ago with respect to Obamacare, right? When they were right. saying, well, we're going to withhold funds. Well, that's kind of the gun to the head, yeah. which is why people get saying, you know, that's, that's why the mandate should be illegal because you're actually yes. forcing them to do that. And then it's coercive, right? Whereas yes. the, the uh, federal funds with respect to establishing the drinking age at 21, and I think it was in the 80s, I think, because uh, that's right around the time of Dole's, you know, heyday and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, and you can check that. But um, And they said – the reason why it wasn't unconstitutional for the federal government to hold those funds away is because it wasn't seen as, quote-unquote, coercive or, quote-unquote, 
a mm. gun to the head type of coercive move. Mm. And so, you know, so that's why I was going to you're much more of a um, historian on the Federalist, you know, issues. And where is the state's rights stop and where is the federal government more particularly where are the federal government's rights stop? Yeah, it's you know, and that's that's really kind of dicing into the ninth and tenth. Yeah. But you have to concern yourself about, you know, immigration is a federal concern. So sanctuary cities should be a federal concern. And, and they, and they are. About that. Well, yes, exactly. And so they should just say, well, fine, we're not going to we're not going to withhold, you know, funds for that. Instead, we're just going to say, fine, we'll send you the funds, but you better start saving if you're going to let people out, because when they sue you, the first person that sues you is going to mm-hmm. bankrupt your city. Yeah. And everybody's thinking, go, uh oh, we're not going to have money to pay all these illegal aliens. Yeah, it's. Appreciate the call. Thanks, James. It's an interesting idea. I, I just don't I don't understand why you can't withhold federal funding from a city when they're breaking federal law. Yeah. Um, and last week, as with everything that Trump tries to do to keep America safe, a judge overturned that. Overturned it. Yeah. And you can fund them. Mm-hmm. You have to fund these cities. Unbelievable. That's, I mean, it's just unbelievable. You got to you got to fight that. You got to take that to the Supreme Court. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Now the uh, the accusers just keep coming. Pretty much every front, but Al Franken's up to six or seven. I uh, can't keep track. Uh, I'm not positive. Uh, but there's uh, an Iraqi vet who says that during a photo op, Al Franken uh, groped her as well. This guy's done. I mean, I don't think he can survive this now. He's he's got to go. He he's going to go. John Conyers is going to go. They just they can't survive this onslaught. There's just too much now. There's too many people saying too many things. And we're really one of his worst problems are the wet slimy fish lips that he has. I don't I don't think we need that in the Senate, do we? <laughs> we don't we don't need wet slimy fish lips. Well, well wait a minute. We got to now that um you know Arlen Specter's gone, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you need somebody in there along that those lines. Yeah, I don't, I'm, no? I'm not sure I agree with that. Okay, all right. I just remember he had a thing. Uh, the former elected official in New England has requested anonymity, but she told Je- <clears throat> Jezebel Magazine that Al Franken attempted to give her a wet open mouth kiss on Good kiss on stage grief. at an event in 2006, shortly before he ran for Senate. The woman says the encounter left her stunned and incredulous. Now I. I read the details of this to my wife last night, and she thought, that's it? <laughs> I guess, you know, it, when you're looking at everything else that people are accused of, this stuff maybe doesn't seem like that big a deal. But the woman says she was working as the chair of her hometown select board in 2006 when Franken, who was then a host for Air America, as you might remember, came to her community, the woman was invited to appear as a guest in a live taping of his show and be interviewed in a theater in front of a large audience. Uh, Jezebel Magazine did confirm she was. She did appear on the show. So after the interview, 
The woman says, I reached out. I reached out my hand to shake his. He then took it and leaned toward me with his mouth open. <laughs> Good grief. I, I can't conceive of... Okay, a woman extends her hand so you can shake her hand, and you try to French kiss her? <laughs> what is that? Nice to meet you. <laughs> and she, of course, turned her head away from him, and he landed a wet, open-mouth kiss awkwardly on my cheek. Okay, so... <laughs> She got a tongue kiss on the cheek is what happened. She was stunned and incredulous. I felt demeaned. I felt put in my place. Hmm. It was on stage in front of a full theater. It was insidious. It was in plain sight, and yet nobody saw it? Oh, well, that's kind of weird. The women's accounts of him grabbing their buttocks in front of their mothers and husbands, I believe them, she said. Is that enough by itself to get you drummed out of office? Probably not, but you couple that with an Iraqi vet, uh, a veteran of the war in Iraq who says she was groped while he was taking a photo op with her, and some of these other things like Leanne Tweeden, the Los Angeles uh, air personality. He can't survive this, I don't think. I mean, from a political standpoint, he'll have to, he's going to have to go. And gosh, wouldn't that be a shame? If he was no longer in the Senate, gee, that'd be too bad. Mm. Darn. 888-900-3393. Something else is fairly interesting. The cell phone data, useful uh, for criminal investigators because it can track locations and movements of cell phone users over extended periods. But does law enforcement's use of cell phone data obtained without a warrant violate the Fourth Amendment? Of course it does. Obviously it does you've got to have probable cause. So, well, the Supreme Court is going to answer that question, and hopefully they'll answer it the way I did. But the outcome of the Supreme Court case could have other far-reaching implications. For example, it could impact how the government exercises surveillance power over the public. In this age of ever-increasing digital technology, um, there, there's questions about whether online medical records, Google searches, and even smartwatch data might become fair game for investigators. You can't do that without a warrant. Nine armed robberies uh, at T-Mobile and Radio Shack stores in Ohio and Michigan in 2011 eventually led to the Supreme Court case. One of the robbers confessed to the crimes, gave the FBI his cell phone number, along with numbers of other alleged, uh, alleged others allegedly involved in the crime spree. The FBI obtained cell tower data for Timothy Car- Carpenter, placing him in the area of the robberies. In part, the cell phone data led to his conviction on aiding and abetting the crimes. And all of that happened without a warrant. So you have to you have to decide, is that okay? The ACLU uh, appealed this case to the Supreme Court because using cell phone data to trace users over time is a practice that concerns privacy advocates and staunch supporters of the Fourth Amendment. Isn't everybody a staunch supporter? If you're not a, how can you not be a supporter of the Fourth Amendment? Nah, I don't think anybody's. Nah, you're not. You're not entitled to due process, and certainly they don't have to have uh, probable cause to look into you. They can do that whenever they want. What's privacy? Nah, don't worry about it. Hmm? Nah, don't worry but about no, it. No, I thought. Yeah, don't some, worry about it. But like, no, nope, no, nope, don't worry about it. King, and <laughs> it's just no. hard to believe. That there is somebody who isn't a, an advocate of the Fourth Amendment or any of the amendments. 
Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Of course, there's a lot of people who aren't. Uh, yeah, I was about to the stop. Second <laughs> Amendment. Uh, uh, William in Illinois. Welcome to the Blaze. Hello. Hi. Glad to speak to you, Pat. You too. Uh, my question has to do with the Steinle matter hmm? and the weapon. Yeah. Um, I have never heard the name of the agent that was supposedly linked to the weapon properly. We have not heard if, uh, well, we've heard that it was taken out of his car, but we have not heard the manner in which it was taken out of the car. Right. An agent has a duty to secure that weapon, and if it was left where it could be easily gained, there's a fault there. But where I'd really like to take this is if we can actually find out who that agent was, we would have the ability to ask him questions on how he was separated from his weapon, and even more importantly, Mm -hmm. whether he indeed had the sear honed on the weapon to cause it to become a hair trigger. And that would be just the first Mm -hmm. level of questions that you could ask to actually find out what preceded the weapon going off. Yeah, and you you might have thought that all of that would have been done by the prosecution, I don't know, before the verdict, <laughs> like when the yeah, trial was yeah, going would on. Be nice. Wouldn't that have been a good idea? Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and now all of that, well, all of that is too late. Right? Cuz you can't you can't try him again. He's done. He's off. They Well, but you can go to the agent you could. And, and yeah. through. You could find out what injustice there, has been you done. You might have another doorway to, uh, you know, bring some onus to the fellow that was actually responsible for her death, yeah. as well as the agent being uh, given remedial training on what his responsibilities were. Yeah. Appreciate the call. Thanks, William. Uh, do do so, we have the name of the agent? Yeah, it's a BLM uh, ranger named... Uh, BLM, that's right. Yeah, John Wachowski. Mm. Um, he said that oh. he was at a restaurant with his family um, okay. in a well-lit area, and he had the uh, gun uh, in a backpack hidden behind the reclined driver's seat of his SUV. It was in a backpack. Yes, and the vehicle was broken into. The gun used days later to kill Kate Steinle. Not found on the pier on the ground. Well... Unless you believe somebody broke in, ditched the gun, and then yeah, and the then killer he happened walked to... up there, picked it up. Well, sure, this? sure. And I guess that's what the jury believed, right? They seem to have believed all that. Sweet, but, but yeah, I don't know what the jury believed. In walking this. down, whistling down the pier, going, whoa, what's this thing? Picks it up, and it goes off, and and none of it's his fault. None of it. Yep, that's exactly right. It's outrageous. Not, not, not the shooter. Seriously fault. outrageous. Uh, you can tweet us, by the way, at Pat Unleashed. Uh, S.C. Bear says, I remember it differently as the new I do not recall. That's for sure. Regarding the Kate Steinle killing from text 152, uh, the not guilty verdict is because liberals believe that guns kill all by themselves. Oh. And, well, and that's what they believe in this case. Yep. The gun killed all by itself. The gun got prosecuted yesterday. It just happened to go off. I mean, I don't even know why he... I didn't know it was a gun at first, and by the time I realized it was a gun, it was already killing people. Hell, you just can't stop these guns. It may have, for all we know, jumped out of the SUV and then hopped on down to the pier where it was picked up accidentally. That's a really good point. I'll bet that's exactly what happened. Hmm. Garen in Iowa, you're on the blaze. Uh, hello, Pat. Hey. Uh, um, I just wanted to mention that uh, we, when the federal government wants to try to withhold uh, funding from the states, 
Uh, wasn't this kind of a, a coercion from the states when they tried to make the 55-mile-an-hour speed limit? Oh, you bet. And, and also, mm-hmm. uh, the schools are required to follow federal uh, guidelines on, on their uh, education, and or they all withhold what federal funding. True. Uh, isn't this all kind of the same thing? Yes. And so this should be a simple matter, I would think, for the Trump administration to overcome these judges that are continually blocking what they're trying to do. Thanks for the call, Garen. Yeah, the um, other thing, it, I've got one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh, no. He had one more thing. Can you get him back? Mm. Call us back, and we'll talk about your one more thing. Uh, 888-900-3393, if you forgot the number. John in Indiana, welcome to The Blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Yes, where is Miss Manners now that we really need her? I mean, we had, in the old days, uh, a moral code which set up limitations of public and private behavior and all this stuff was sort of taught uh by the parents and handed down to the kids i remember it all Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm 60 years old but it seems at some point and probably when the progressives took over the school system anything with goodness and decency and limitations gets kicked out as being now unfashionable or whatever and now there are no parameters yeah. Where do we go to get those back? Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. We need to get back a lot of things. Not just, appreciate the call, thanks, John. Not just manners, uh, but how about our belief in God and our, our morality? And, you know, as Keith is always pointing out, because he's, he's got the saying right there on his phone at the ready all the time, as John Adams said, this Constitution can only is only helpful for a moral people. It's wholly inadequate to govern any, any other kind of people. And so we've got to be a moral, moral people. We've got to be, you know, a, uh, a, a, a society that has values, that sticks to those values, that enforces our values. And, yeah, is, has politeness. You know, we're, we, we've been talking to, today about uh, Kate Steinle. Listen to what her dad said. And how about if we get back to some of this? When you have uh, a, a broken heart and... And, and have grief in your life if you've never had it. It's 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 awful, you know. It's it's it's, it's been tough. It's been tough for me because I was there. Our family, we've we've not had a moment of uh, uh, anger. Uh, not a moment vengeance. of anger. And uh, we had no mm-hmm. room in our hearts and our ourselves uh, for any of that. No room in their hearts for anger or vengeance. That's really something. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. You know, we all close up our houses for for the winter. Well, not all of us because in in Texas it's still one hundred and thirty degrees. Uh, but uh, if you've got your house closed up, the the air quality inside your house could be bad. And then you turn on the the furnace, and if you haven't changed your air filter in a long time, it just blows that stuff all over the place. The mold, the pollen, the pet dander, all of that, and then it's just not. Pleasant to breathe and you get sick all winter. There's a great solution, though, and it's called FilterBy.com. Go to FilterBy.com and search for filters by size, by brand, or by the Merv rating. If you have a strange size filter, that's not even a problem because they will literally make one just for you. Your filters are shipped free. There's free shipping, and it comes to you within 24 hours. And all their filters are made right here in the U.S., so you can also set up auto delivery. That saves you 
And then you don't have to worry about, well, when is it time? When do we change our filters last? Because when it's time to change your filters, the filter shows up at your door. Go to filterby.com today. Get the best price on top quality filters. And they're shipped free within 24 hours. Filterby.com. That's filterby.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Just a good safety tip for you. If you steal a Ferrari, you know, a $350,000 Ferrari, you may not want to stop for gas money and beg people at the gas station uh, for gas money. You you might not want to do that. Because usually the Ferrari owner, the guy who could spend $350,000 on a vehicle, probably doesn't need to ask other people for the money to fill up his Ferrari. I mean, I don't know. Have you seen what the car payments might be on that? You might be desperate oh, for gas yeah. money at that point. They're high. Yeah, they're high. <laughs> okay. A man who allegedly stole a, a $350,000 Ferrari from an Orange County Auto Service Center was apprehended after asking for money to buy gas at a mobile station in Santa Ana. <laughs> okay. Uh, the ordeal began in mid-October after the car was dropped off at the Ferrari and Maserati of Newport Beach Service Center. Um, Edward York, whose girlfriend owned the vehicle, said they had dropped the car to go get serviced, but when they went to pick it up, it was gone. And fortunately, uh, the guy who stole it didn't have money for gas <laughs> and was caught. That's great. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that stuff. That's a, that's a fun story. <laughs> uh, Ron in California, you're on the blaze. Hi. Good morning, brother love. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My question is on this Kate Steinle thing. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, you know, they're obviously saying the gun fired itself. Yes. But I think we're overlooking the fact that the bullet was deflected by the concrete. And shouldn't we blame this, this concrete in some yes. form? Yes, and the manufacturers it? of it. Why, why weren't yeah, they, I, I would say. Why weren't they farsighted enough to know that that concrete should absorb any bullet that just happened to be fired at it? <laughs> I mean, absolutely. It should, Negligence. Uh, it should be at uh, the, the uh, involuntary homicide as well. Don't yes, you think? yes. Thanks, Ron. That's. Oh. I mean, yes, because you can't. You can't blame the illegal alien. You can't, and be, because if you do blame him, then you'd have to separate him from his family, and we can't do that in America. You can't separate an illegal alien from their family. Mm. You're gonna what? You're gonna separate their family? Well, yeah. He needs to go to jail. Because he committed crimes. You can't... What kind of hater are you? What kind of xenophobe are you? You can't separate an illegal alien from his family. Those are family people. I still want to hear that about American citizens who commit crimes. <laughs> I'd still love to hear that. You can't send them to jail. They can't be separated from their family. Uh, Stephen in North Carolina, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, how are you? Doing good. Right. Uh, you know, one thing I was wanting to talk about just from a law enforcement perspective is that um, if if the involuntary manslaughter was not one of the lesser included charges, which it typically is with a murder case, mm-hmm. it's not one of the lesser included charges. You should be able to go back and charge the man with involuntary manslaughter 
and that district attorney uh, for the prosecution should be fired for not including that as one of the charges. Because if it's not included in the lesser included charges, they can't charge you for it. Crazy. And it can't be plead down to that. Wow. Um, okay, so you're saying maybe they didn't include that as one of the possibilities, and so the jury couldn't choose that. However, it would be interesting to see the indictment. Yeah, I'd have sure. to. We, you'd have to see that though, right, in order to know, because I haven't, right. I haven't read that in any of the stories. But if you, if he's found not guilty of uh, first degree murder, you you can without double jeopardy go back and charge him with a lesser crime on that. As long as it's not included on the original indictment. Should be, it should have been a lesser included charge. That way, they could plead down to that. Yeah. So if it was included, then you you could not you could not charge him with that again. Yeah, typically yeah. not. Yeah. All right. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks, Stephen. I I don't know. I actually I don't know if that was included or not. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Scott in Colorado, welcome to the blaze. Scott. Oh. Hey. Hey. Go ahead. Uh, well, on this, uh, on Michael Flynn, it seems like when he threw out a number of his expenses for his uh, uh, legal fees and his house going away, it seems like he might be lobbying for some hush money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that, was, that was my impression, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's, he's at a million dollars, maybe a little more now to uh, see if somebody will pay him to hush, be quiet. Right. Yeah, I mean, either that or somebody made him a deal to roll over on on President Trump, uh, where you know maybe some of those maybe some of those expenses go away. I don't know. There's a, it's the whole thing seems a little weird to me on the Michael Flynn situation. I I'm not I'm not quite certain. I'm ready to believe him a hundred percent because he's lied repeatedly. repeatedly. Or maybe he's reaching out for Trump for a amount of money too. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, it is possible. Uh, and on uh, all that guy that uh, shot Kate Steinle, it would be interesting if he admitted to shooting the gun at Sea Lions. How many bullets did he shoot before the one that ricocheted? Because he admitted pulling the trigger. D- uh, did he on the Sea Lion thing, or did that change before he? I well, know. I mean, you, you guys have said that he he, had, he was saying he was that was his original story. Yeah, he was going to shoot Sea Lions, but I don't know if he said he actually pulled the trigger. And shot at them. There we go. There oh, we go. All right. okay. All right. Thanks, Scott. We'll look into this. Yeah, so let's see. Uh, one of the key pieces of evidence included a recorded police interview there. Key, uh, with a Spanish translator mm-hmm. present, Garcia Zarati gave conflicting statements but eventually acknowledged, yes, firing the shot. Mm-hmm. What were you aiming at? The detective asked. A sea lion, Garcia answered in Spanish. Huh. But the tape reveals that he also told police that he stepped on the gun, causing it to fire. See, he got two stories right out of the gate. And now you got another one. And now the other one. Then he says, I grabbed it and tossed it. Okay, so first he stepped on it and it fired, and then he picked it up and threw it. So, so no, we got we got shooting at sea lions. Yes. Stepped on it and went off. Right. And uh, I picked it up and accidentally went off. Yes. That's what the final one was. Yes. So he had two stories on the day of the of his oh, arrest. My God, uh, I'm telling you, man. How did the jury? Well, who are these people? I'm t- if, if, yeah, yeah, I believe that. I believe that he probably, you know what? He probably shot at sea lions and missed them, and then all of a sudden he realized that uh, he picked up the gun and wait. 
I, I, I'm not being <laughs> flippant when I say if you, Pat Gray, walked to the San Francisco Just, Pier, okay, uh-huh. with a gun, yeah. shot at sea lions, regardless if you hit them or not, mm-hmm. your ass is going to jail and you're paying a huge fine. Yes. No question asked. Yeah, 10000 bucks. $10,000 fine shooting at sea lions. That's just... And that's probably why they decided, no, that's not a good story. So don't go with the sea lion thing, because that could get you in more trouble than actually killing Kate Steinle. Here's what you here's what you say. You stepped on the gun and, and fired it, or you picked it up and it went off magically. Uh, because guns are hateful. And you know what? They're, they're just designed to do one thing, and that's kill people. Right after they it's, jump it's, out of a vehicle. Yes. Out of a BLM officer's vehicle. And then they run down to the pier, and then they shoot innocent 32-year-olds. David in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Hey, guys. uh, I just discovered your show a couple weeks ago. love listening to you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. I guess I should ask this before I say what I was going to say. Are you you broadcast out of California? Out of California? No. Thank God, because I want to submit a proposal Donald Trump, that we should build a border wall separating California from the rest of the country. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. I think... a, lot of liberal fr- a lot of liberal fruitcakes out there. I drive trucks out there once in a while. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, this, the state, you know, they appreciate the call, David. They're talking about seceding. I say let them. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. <laughs> See ya. Just become your own independent state. You got 48 million people there anyway. Oh, and all that debt. They can just. Yeah, the sixth largest economy on earth. Go <laughs> ahead. See ya. Yeah, it'd be great. 888 3393 888-900-3393 uh, with your thoughts. Yeah, it can be on the Kate Steinle thing. This Michael Flynn situation is developing today. Any of the sexual allegations. It's a kind of a free-for-all Friday. On the blaze. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Reform this with Zudi Jasser. Humanity has shown there is an indomitable spirit of human tenacity to be free, human tenacity to win over tyranny. And if there's anything that America is as that city on a hill is that we will ultimately stand with those who want to be free. Reform this on demand. Download episodes at theblaze.com slash radio, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Pat Gray. Uh, that music <laughs> just must mean it's time for chewing the fat uh, with Jeffy. Hi. Hey. Uh, happy Friday. Thank you. 
back at you. Hey, is, aren't we, uh, aren't we supposed to didn't we get roped into doing more work today by pulling a Facebook Live? Yes. After the radio yes. broadcast today? Yes. Okay. We have to so do it on Facebook in. Live. Go to the Blaze, the Blaze Facebook page uh, after uh, this broadcast at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. And, uh, okay. Well, uh, so, I don't know who's all going to be here. I mean, we give and, and we, we give and we give, and then we have to keep giving even more after the show's over, right? Right. 3 p.m. I mean. Eastern, I'd like to point out. Not 3 p.m. Eastern. Oh, 3 2 Eastern. Central. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, yes. 2 o'clock Central. And uh, I'm not sure. It's, I know I know you you and uh, myself and... Uh, I don't know, maybe Brad, like maybe Stu. Stu. Yeah. I mean, maybe Stu. Mm-hmm. You know, Brad and Stu are like, well, you know, if I'm around, if, if I'm around, if I feel like it. You know, if I'm around. <laughs> okay, we don't want to inconvenience you, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you put in a whole, you know, mm-hmm. barely a day. Mm-hmm. Barely. <laughs> barely. Anyway, the other day. <laughs> I mean, in some cases, it's not even a full day. It's like right. 18 yeah. hours is yeah. all they put in. Thank you. Like 18 hours. You right. still, what, six of it to do what? I Lay mean, on a bed and sleep? And plus, and that's not even, and that would be <laughs> nice if they did that, but the first couple of those hours, they're with the family, and you know they don't want that. Right. They so, don't. So. I mean, I'm just speaking on behalf of my family. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what's an extra 20 minutes here <laughs> right. for Facebook Live? Thank you. So, and uh, I talked about uh, the light, uh, the new footage from the 60 Minutes uh, interview from uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton from way back in 1992. Some uh, new footage uh, broke out from that uh, from that interview back in 1992 where Bill and Hillary were in the house and, uh, you know, they were sticking up for each other. And I think a couple of, uh, by that time, a couple of uh, people have spoken out trying to bring him down and Hillary was the homemaker making cookies at the house. And uh, Don Hewitt, Mr. 60 Minutes, was busy coaching Bill, telling him, you know, we want to get this. This is what we want to make sure that you get this set on 60 Minutes. And uh, during the interview, Mm -hmm. here's the footage of what happened. Uh, I think there are I think at some point you have to be as candid as you know how. And then from there on, you say, I said it on 60 Minutes. If you want to know what I think or say on this subject... Go get a tape and run it again. That's you at coaching. We were going to do an hour at the most, but then 40 minutes into it. Mary and Joseph. The lights fell down. This whole like an artillery round going off. Them right on top of their heads. Oh, wow. It was close. And then I suddenly realized that the lights had fallen off the wall and almost killed them. Yeah, I mean, it was really close. Wow. Wow. But Don wanted to get on and with Hewitt the interview. Was, that was one of the talkers. Hewitt's like, uh, said, okay, well, the lights fell right okay, Bill. Point. That was the this high point of the whole thing. Yeah, 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 the lights fell down. You're fine. We're, what we need, we want to get this out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was fascinating to see the behind the scenes. What was so, it he wanted to get out? Well, I think they wanted to be sure that he was clear, right? He wasn't, uh, he didn't uh, do anything bad to these women. Yeah. Uh, he was, and you know, he was still a clean-cut married man. You know, his wife's behind him, 100%, mm-hmm. homemaker. Yeah. And it worked. Yes. It worked. Guess so. It sure did. Yeah. Uh, but I just find it fascinating that, uh, you know, partway through that interview, perhaps a greater power, some would, I don't know, some people might call him God, uh, decided to say, uh, hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think God misses. Well, nobody <laughs> might, might have missed that purpose. Oh no, I don't think God. I don't think God would kill him. Oh, okay. I'm not saying God would just higgly right. piggly drop lights on people to kill him. Okay. Although, right. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, maybe you know, it might have just uh, a, little a little reminder, a little, a little hey. scare tactic. Hey, hey, I still, 
Yeah, yeah. I can get you I at know, any time. I know you're getting ready to lie here again, Bill, and uh, especially you, Hillary. Uh, yeah, both of them. You know, oh yeah, unbelievably good liars. Yes, unbelievably good. And liars. She was still looking pretty good there. I mean, she was still that was kind of pre cankles uh, back in 1992. Oh uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't bad there. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just <laughs> God may have just been saying, you know, hey. Well, I'm here because they're talking about oh, forget cookies, about right? me. Were they talking about cookies and stuff? <laughs> yeah, Hillary it's a warning was now. Yeah, making cookies. Yeah. So sad. So sad. Speaking of cookies, did you get any that uh, Pat brought in? He shared some Christmas cookies with us here. Earlier. What? Yeah, yeah. Jackie made some, and uh, sorry if you didn't get to enjoy them. Hmm. They're really good. Sorry, did I hit a sore hmm. spot there? Too bad you weren't here. I, I mean, am. you know, what am I supposed to do? Right. What are you supposed to do? Find you? There? Chase or, you around? Or was I mean you know you come by Glenn and Stu knew about it and they're clear in the other studio sure I mean I don't understand they like, knew about it your sniffer didn't locate him come on man well first let's be clear mm-hmm. I had some oh okay. but not from you <laughs> <laughs> I knew okay, you didn't I'm miss pissed out at you okay. for not giving them to me okay <laughs> I missed it I had to get them from other sources well, nobody else is gonna get them if he gives them to you I'm gonna stop right there <laughs> And I want you to know that you, uh, you know, killed the first day of my diet. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. Okay. Oh, oh really? It's yeah, I mean, today was supposed to be. Well, supposed now we're going to really? move on. Oh, yeah. wow. So, what, what, like, how yeah. long is your diet going to go on? For? Well, no, it was going to be 18 days. Now it's going to be 17. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Next. McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's worker uh, found the uh, suspected uh, serial killer in Tampa. Uh, a couple days ago, turned him in. We so we got the guy in Tampa, the serial killer. At least you know they oh. they believe that he is the one. Really? Uh, they used to. In fact, they joked around a little bit uh, during the time, the fifty days or whatever of you know terror that was going on in Tampa in the neighborhood. That this guy that they worked with was you know well, it looks like him. And uh, so one morning he gave uh, the boss lady his backpack to go put in the back, and he made a point of saying, "Don't look in my backpack," which was dumb. Because she did. Because she did. And the what gun, was in the, it? the weapon. Oh, wow. The weapon. And she gave it to one of the police officers that was happened to be eating at the Ybor City uh, McDonald's. And, uh, wow. So yeah. they got the serial yeah, so killer and he them. worked at McDonald's. Yeah, he worked at the McDonald's there. And who yeah. was he killing? He killed just random people. This... He, ran, he killed four people randomly because they were just alone on the street in really? the neighborhood. Oh, That's wow. They and they don't know. They ha- he hasn't uh, said, <laughs> you know, why yet. Huh. Uh, you know, he's he has not said the reason for his uh, spree, mm. but I find, you know, now she's uh, there. I love the uh, the one guy uh, we saw a little bit of video, the one restaurant tour, uh, Richard Godsmart, who is, you know, big time uh, Ybor City guy. He had pledged a nine thousand uh, dollars to help find the killer. And he marched into the McDonald's and gave her the check. Mm. For finding him. Here's nine grand because nice. they made such a big deal about uh, the. uh the 800 Crime Stoppers number. Well, she didn't call our tip line. So. You got to be kidding. You're not getting the money. Sorry. Jeez. You got to call the tip line. Huh. I mean, that's. So they gave her the money, though. No. Uh, I thought you said they no, marched the $9,000. No, Okay. Separate. This was, a, this was a bit local businessman that had put up a reward. Oh, wow. That gave her the money. But the tip line money was. How much was I think, that? 10 grand, 10 or 15,000. Uh, no, sorry. You didn't call the tip line. So, you know, thanks. Thanks for getting the, you know, fighting the guy and, mm-hmm. you know, fighting the weapon and everything. We appreciate it. That's yes. pretty bad. But uh, you didn't call mm. the tip line. Ugh. 
Mm. That's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've talked so much about sexual harassment, and uh, it's such a thing. Have I was, we? Why? I was what, fascinated. What happened? Well, there's some people accused of it. Hmm? Uh, there's quite a few. Why number, quite we, a number of. Uh, why haven't I heard of entertainers about and actors accused of it? <laughs> you heard about it on the news. Uh, you know, thank you. <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. That's it. Um, I find uh, you know when you look at how many people have done it. I, I, I know uh, Stu did a chalkboard. Of uh, since uh, October, the beginning of October to the end of November, uh, the other day on uh, uh, Glenn's television show, and uh, I looked at that. And when I brought the chalkboard, it, it seems like man, you know, it seems like every guy in America is this dirtbag. Mm-hmm. But really, it's just it's forty people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's just I, I, we're, so far. Well, yeah, <laughs> so far <laughs> there may be a few more. Yeah, there's, coming out of the there's going to be a few more. I mean, Quite I don't know few. when the I don't know when that this ends. Mm. Um, I don't know what ends this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Christmas holidays, maybe. Um, I don't know if we reach a point maybe by spring that we've if it, if the holidays don't shut it down that maybe we've had enough and we just say enough already. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I, I I really don't know when what the end game is unless it's just we need to um, assassinate all males. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, but I know they had a study, and I don't know if you had discussed the one study from the the Barna Group because I know you subscribe to the Barna Group's oh, email and you, religiously, you, yeah, and you get all their yeah. their information. Mm-hmm. But uh, 12... I got their swimsuit edition uh, just a few weeks. <laughs> the ago. Barna Group yeah. swimsuit edition, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Well, I went to that's good. Man, I should have subscribed before then. You should have, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you would have gotten the uh, shoe phone as well if you had done it in time. Twelve <laughs> percent uh, of men and twelve percent of women believe that light-hearted flirting is sexual harassment. Okay, so I mean that's still you know eighty-eight percent figuring that it's not, right? Yeah. And this was this was also now this might have actually gone up because this this study happened right after Harvey uh, in October, so we still had a number of people. That hadn't <laughs> come out of the woodwork mm-hmm. at that time, so it might have gone up. But this one I find weird that if they can put it even in the study where they talk about the study shows the vast difference between the sexes. Um, women being more prone to think that someone blocking their path during walking constitutes harassment. Okay, so 63% of women viewed having your path blocked as harassment, where only 49% of men did. Well... I mean, if you're walking somewhere and someone is blocking your path, is that, I mean, I I don't know how that could be, excuse me. Can you walk around them? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm well, quite sure I understand Depends on who's blocking that. your path. Yeah, I guess how they're blocking it. Mm-hmm. You know, hey. And how big, like, you know, you're easier to hop over than walk around. So I would say if it's you, for instance, <laughs> you might might have a problem. You might have what is that? It didn't ask. The question didn't ask hopping over. I don't know where that came from. It's... That's just for fun. That's just a little little fat music for fun right there. <laughs> fat music. I mean, you never can have enough fat music for fun. You can't. You can't have enough. I mean, that... Oh, boy. So, all right. So, additionally... Uh, pinching or poking something that men can do in certain scenarios to each other. Uh, seen dudes smack and slap each other. 
uh, viewed as harassment. 77% of women and 68% of men believe that. Have uh, you seen that really weird? I think it happened a while ago. There was a weird uh, clip from a Clemson game where a Clemson defensive guy goes over to the uh, running back who had just been tackled and he grabs his butt and squeezes it. Then he reaches down on his crotch Mm. and, and touches him. Yeah. Have you I mean, seen it that? It had to be after a good run. I mean, congratulations. That was some real weird stuff. I've never seen that in football. That, that, oh, I've never seen that before. Oh, I'm sorry. About 10 years ago, a Texas A&M player did that to a Nebraska player. Um, full grabbage of the crotch. And the Nebraska player. But this player, looked like a tender grab. Oh I mean, boy. he was squeezing his yeah. butt cheek. Oh. And then he reaches around like, uh, I want to check that out. It was after a good run. Congratulations. Really, <laughs> really weird. Okay, weird stuff. That I'm looking at really it right weird. now. Yeah, hold on. Look at this. Watch. Watch okay. it. Oh, watch it. All right. If you're watching on radio, watch. watch <laughs> <laughs> Is that some weirdness? We got to tweet that out. We got we to gotta tweet that out. That's good stuff. that's really strange. I mean, I wish I had a, I mean, Is when it I North was Carolina? Playing. Are they playing North Carolina? Uh, that looked like uh, Ohio State that's or good. something. So Clemson guy, who, Clemson. who grabbed who there? Right? Clemson, man, number one in the Clemson, country. Yeah, Clemson yeah. guy So we might be able to see that in the, in the college football playoffs. Yeah, Ohio State guy. I don't want to see that again, but you can find it at Pat Unleashed. So that was a couple moments. years ago. Right. Oh, so he, I hope that guy's gone now. Darn it. He's at, probably gone now. At Pat Unleashed, going to have this for you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, check that out. It's very strange. So I've never seen anything like it. That's that's pretty pretty strange. Now, having someone flashed or exposed themselves, uh, 76% of men think it's harassment, 89% of women. Making sexual comments about looks and body, 86% of women believe that it's harassment. Persistence in asking someone if you say, out wait, on a including what? Like you look nice today. Is making that sexual comments about looks and body. Okay, like you're hot or, guess, or nice you know, hey, rack or that something dress like looks that. Good on you. Take it off. No, I, that's, I didn't say that's take it off. Definitely. I mean, I, I may have <laughs> meant that, but I didn't say it. <laughs> right. I mean, if right. you if you say, hey, right, that dress looks. good. Good. Then just that is sexual harassment. Yeah, well, I mean, the way you're smiling and <laughs> with the, hey, I'm the just inflection. going by what I said, though. Uh-huh. What I said was the dress looked good, right? Yes, but that's but you said it in a harassing way. I was offended by it. <laughs> I, I thought you were coming on to me. Well, I'm not, not even wearing, wearing a, dress. a dress. I know, but that shirt you were. <laughs> I mean. All right. No, we're all out of time no, now. No, we're not. All right, you got what? more? We'll come back and do it after this. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed uh, coming up in a second. Let me tell you about um, being prepared. We, t- we talk about food preparation. We, t- we talk about you know being prepared with water. How about communication? This is a really great way. In case cell towers are down or jammed and there's no routers or satellites to communicate and, f- and talk to loved ones, with you can always go with the GoTenna Mesh Network. It oh, powers the first... 100% off-grid, mobile, long-range, consumer-ready mesh network. I want one of these bad, but you can't get them anywhere. Well, you can. <laughs> Actually, I mean, you it's, can. it's I, interesting. I want one because, bad because I can't. Because you could go to GoTenna.com. What? And you could buy them. And in fact, right now, when you go to GoTenna.com, use the promo code PAT15, you save 15%. Off your order of two, four, or eight packs. Them too? Get an eight I can pack. actually purchase them and get a deal. You can. Indeed, you can. Wow. And, and be, because, you know, you're listening to this show, and in fact, you're a part of this show, you can actually go and get the same price as everybody else. That is amazing. 
And it's a really good one. I love the times we live in. Use the promo code PAT15, get 15% off your order. And that way you can communicate with people if the cell towers are down. This is an amazing way. Don't wait, though, until you need it before you try to get it. Visit GoTenna.com today. Save 15% with promo code PAT15. That's GoTenna.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Blaze Radio Network, and you can listen anywhere. Download the free app for your iPhone or iPad now at theblaze.com slash radio. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, we got to talk to Lawrence Jones. I think they're all wound up. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, you will not believe what Lawrence Jones just said, and yeah. now he's chickening out. I know. Yeah, he's chickening out. Oh, he wants to sit down. Sit he was out of here. Then he's, then he's out of here. Oh, you're back. I gotta yeah, go. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna bring him in here and see if he'll <laughs> he'll uh, man up uh-huh. and say what he said to us off the air on the air. But in the meantime, we're we'll gonna take care of this. Uh, of finish hour. up with the uh, Jeffy segment. Well, here. I just wanted to say that uh, <clears throat> I drove with you someplace uh, a while ago, and uh, you did something that I thought. You know, that kind of, I don't like people that do that. And that's where you get, hmm. if you're driving mm-hmm. along and a lane is going to end and you've got to merge over. Yeah. And the people that go all the way up to the end uh-huh. and then cut the other cars off. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Man, that pisses me off. <laughs> it does but, me too, except but, when I'm and, doing except it. Except when you're doing it. Right. But. <laughs> Guilty. So when it happens well, to me, it is, really pisses me off. But when I'm know, doing it, I'm doing it for a reason. I'm, right. I need to be someplace and you don't. Right. <laughs> How many traffic tickets no, do you have? No, they do. It's just that you feel your place is more important and than theirs. Obviously, it was because I raced ahead of them. Okay, so <laughs> if they were just as important, they would have raced ahead as of me. Right? right? So many times, mm-hmm. I get over early, right? You, yeah. you emerge, you get in line, you wait, and then you end yes. up waiting and waiting, and you're mad at yourself and for you get, waiting. Because you get passed by 18 yes, people. Yes, and those people are already gone. Yeah. You know, I mean, you have to wait in line, right? So. They've, they've got studies now that show that what you're supposed to do uh-huh. is exactly what you did. Really? Race to the front. Go to the front, and then it's like every other car, go, 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 go. And that moves traffic faster, and it keeps traffic better. I knew that. Better flow. I knew it's that. Called like the, it's called the zipper effect. <laughs> so that when, if you were to if you get over early, you know, wait, stop and get over early, say 100 mm-hmm. yards or whatever, that's 100 yards of no cars. Yeah, that road. Yeah. So traffic has to stop. It slows down. It's better for the cars to go all the way I love up this. I love and then this. get in every other one. The zipper so, effect. That's I'm really sorry. interesting. Hold on, hold on, guys. So I, I'm sorry. I accept your apology. I apologize. Aww. You know, I'm, yeah. but I swear to God, I am <laughs> never <to> waiting <laughs> ever again. Listen to me. Right. You can give me the finger. You can uh-huh. do whatever you want. You don't care. But people have to mm-hmm. be smart enough to be able to let every other car in. Right. So right. Every other. So it's not. To keep the flow it's going. It's not trying to stop. Oh, you can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, you have to be nice. Yeah. Every okay. other car. Every mm-hmm. other car. Let's go. Boom, I'm, I'm going to help you guys out here. Go ahead and find that story. You should tweet it out at Jeffy, at Jeffy MRA. You're going to tweet this okay, out. Okay, I will. People are going to print up about a dozen copies. <laughs> Keep them in your glove box. So if a cop mm-hmm. or somebody you know gets angry with you in traffic, whatever. Zipper look, effect. Look at this. What, what, I'm just trying to help out the flow. 
effect. Zipper effect. Anyway, I just found that fascinating because that's something that really always, always, always really irked me. And uh, I, and mm-hmm. I don't know why. And you're right. Like when you do it, mm-hmm. you always feel that. Well, I have to. Mm-hmm. I have to. I'm in a hurry, and you're not. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you're already. It's just the way it is, mm-hmm. right? And, and so, because when I'm in, when I'm not in a hurry, I don't do it. If it's like, eh, it's, it's just way back here. And I do that a lot. And, do you? But there are times. I find that hard to believe, but times, I'll let you slide with yeah, that guy. There are times when I don't. And uh, because and when other people are racing up ahead of me on the right, <sighs> I, it pisses me off. The right or the left. Just, but oh. yeah, we all do it. Oh, I know. But Come on. again, mm-hmm. if everyone were to just go to the end and let every other one in, then even the cars in the back of in the line wouldn't be slowed down as much as if when you try to sneak in and mm-hmm. jam up the front. Mm-hmm. Just keep the flow going. Yeah. Just keep it going. Yeah. That's all. So anyway, I mean, I find that. I'm, I'm, That's interesting. I'm, I'm happy to. It's uh, Maybe they could do a study on why traffic slows down for no reason. <laughs> On a freeway. It happens a lot in, oh, in DFW, uh, it man. It is unbelievable. Like this morning, I'm driving to work, and <sighs> traffic comes to an absolute stop. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, is there, I mean, because it, it wasn't, it wasn't even like, it was after eight. So the, you know, the big rush was over. Yeah, I got news for you. No. It goes until about nine, but it was, it was around 10 to nine. So yeah. it was way after eight and traffic stops. And so I think maybe there's an accident. We get up to the, I mean, there's a slight incline and it goes ever so slightly around a curve. And that's, that's what that stopped traffic. traffic. You know that's what? what, you can't go up the incline with three freaking lanes and make a slight curve not, without slowing to a stop on a freeway. You can't, that's not, you can't do that. I don't understand. I, I, I'm not kidding. I actually have read something on this before. It, it takes one person tapping their brakes and creating a domino effect that, yep. you know, 20 minutes later turns into a log jam. It, it drives sh- me out of my hysterical. mind. Because yep. almost every day. On the way to work, something like that happens. It's just ridiculous. It is. It actually is. It's, it's very ridiculous. frustrating. And, and there are times when even, uh, especially because there's no bottleneck, the same... right? Well, there's there... no accident. There has been though. See, I think people are. I think there has been with some of the construction. I'm, I'm, and I'm kind of being serious. Is that mm-hmm. there has been in that, those areas? Mm-hmm. So I think people are like used to stopping there, so they just stop. Maybe. Oh, I've had to stop here for the last two months. I might as well stop now. (laughs) Despite the fact that there's no one in front of me. Uh, Tune in right after the show, 3 o'clock Eastern, Facebook.com slash The Blaze, Facebook.com slash Pat Gray Unleashed. And join us for a Facebook Live. And Stu's going to be here, too, for that. Pat Gray, only on The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888 uh, In 1998, Matt Lauer said, I don't plan to be on Spotlight too long. <laughs> 
And uh, here he is uh, in the white hot, white hot spot. Wow, he had a lot of hair in 1998. Huh. That went away quickly. I think when you shave it, it just, you know. Yeah, well, he started going bald, and okay. so then he shaved it. Oh, okay. Right? But, but huh. uh, see, I don't know anybody that, that would ever do that, personally speaking. Um, but uh, if that's what you want to do, if you start to think you might be going bald, suspect that's what's happening, and yeah, you just, just start shaving your head. Get I mean, rid of it. Who would do something like that? What <laughs> <clears throat> uh, well, I mean, this... It's it's kind of interesting to uh, watch the hysteria surrounding these sexual allegations, these sexual harassment charges. Um, Meredith Vieira, who was his host, his co-host for a little while, not very long. Uh, but uh, so I don't know if she didn't like him. She didn't like the job. Something else came up. I I, I don't really know with Meredith Vieira what the deal was. But she brought up a bag of sex toys she once found in Matt Lauer's office. Uh-oh. And apparently, in, this was in 2016, and Matt and Savannah Guthrie were guests on her talk show. She put uh, Matt kind of on the spot by bringing up a bag of sex toys. She says she found in his office, and he said, oh... Uh, yeah, we had a sex therapist who, who left those in my office <laughs> and I forgot to, I haven't done anything with them yet. Nice comeback. Sounds good. Hmm. Probably not true. One of the, one of the, one of his coworkers claims that he once gifted her sex toys and then described what he'd like to do to her with them. So I doubt it was the sex therapist <laughs> and her stuff. Also, Megan Kelly apparently not a not making a real good impression with the people at uh, the Today Show. Staffers of the Today Show have expressed their disgust and outrage at Megan Kelly for her smug, self-aggrandizing display and insensitivity when she talked about Matt Lauer the other day. Uh, when all of this stuff came to light, apparently they were offended by it. They don't like her there. They think her show sucks. <laughs> I don't think Megan Kelly's making a lot of fans uh, on either side of the aisle right now because she seems to me she seems like she's trying to fit in too much at NBC and to the people at NBC she's a fox person and uh they they, they an interloper. You think that's what I it think. is, huh? I think that's what it is. Huh. Right. Yeah. <sighs> but I don't know, maybe not. NBC. It's just hard to say. Uh I just I, I don't know what's going on with Megan Kelly. It's just that she just hasn't made the she hasn't made the splash that everybody thought she was going to make. I mean, she was a really big deal for a while and everybody thought, "Wow, when she leaves Fox, she's going to be able to name her own price." And she kind of did. I mean, 23 million dollars is a pretty good deal. Yeah, and I I think you're right when you say it all started with that second Donald Trump interview. It's kind of like um mm-hmm. if you just follow her career, it's going up, 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 and then it hits that second Donald Trump interview, and yep. then it just cascades down. It's like the Falcons entering the fourth quarter during the Super Bowl. It's just up, 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 and then you hit it at one point, and then you just... She lost a buttload of credibility. Absolutely, yeah. So, it's kind of unfortunate, too, because I thought she was pretty good. She's smart, and and uh, her show was good. And now they're saying over at, uh, I, I never get a chance to see it because we're on the air or get at least preparing for the show. 
at the same time she's on. So I, I don't watch her show, but um, the people at the Today Show say it's not good. <laughs> the triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Yeah. Also, we've been talking about the Kate Steinle uh, illegal alien who who was found not guilty of killing Kate Steinle. The only thing he he was convicted on was a weapons charge, so he got kind of a slap on the hand. Uh, and then there is the Michael Flynn situation going on with he's gonna he's going apparently to um, testify against Donald Trump. That's the word anyway. So we'll see if that actually happens. He's at the President Trump is having a uh, was was discussing this on Twitter and this thing is heating up. And so we'll, we'll see what happens with with Michael Flynn. If he has information that turns out to be true on Donald Trump. Does that matter? Yeah, that's I know. the question we have to ask. I now. know over the weekend when the news broke. Um, about Flynn's lawyers no longer cooperating and you know, working in tandem with Trump's lawyers. Uh, the president uh, then started tweeting all sorts of stuff, you know, just like, no, check this out. And today, I'm just checking here, um, hmm, the White House, let's see, Trump has tweeted out uh, a proclamation about World AIDS Day today. That's... Uh, that's, that's what he's tweeting about? That's that's the only thing we've had since the news broke about, what, five hours ago on uh, Michael Flynn. Mm. So, All right. There you go. Just I mean, just, hmm. just a fact. I'm just saying he hasn't tweeted anything about Flynn. Interesting. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Bill in California, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, how you doing, Pat? Doing good. good. Good to talk to you guys. Been listening to you and Glenn for a long time. Thank you. You are you are our family when you were still on TV, you are our our family TV show for dinner. Appreciate I it. I want to talk to you guys about the California gun grab out here and okay. all the restrictions they're putting in. And then, you know, Feinstein's actually put a bill out now. We're in the process of it that names the AR and the AK to become federally illegal. And as I see that, that is just a blatant disregard for the Bill of Rights, which is, you know, the, the ten rights in the Constitution after mm-hmm. the government is set up. And, you know, the Declaration of Independence states that that members of government should be removed or the government entirely when it, when it stops protecting our safety and our pursuit of happiness. Right. And uh, I think... The people need to ask Feinstein and all of her grubbies that are with her to step down. You know, I've got 18 years in my career where I'm at. I'm only 30 miles from the Nevada border, and uh, I'm ready to leave California because it's becoming such a oppressive state on rights. Oh yeah, uh, yes. I, I mean, I don't, I don't. If you're conservative, I don't know how you live in California anymore because not with a clear conscience. Yeah, it's difficult. Appreciate the call, Bill. It's, I mean, it's really tough with with the legislators you have in California and from California in Washington D.C. and the regulations that California imposes on people, the taxes, the regulations. It's it's really tough, and it didn't used to be that way. I mean, California once elected Ronald Reagan as their governor. Not that long ago, they nominated, they elected uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's no conservative, but was supposedly a Republican. I can't imagine that happening now. Jerry Brown, the governor there. I mean, Jerry Brown's a socialist. He calls himself a Democrat, but essentially he's a socialist. 
there's almost no difference between socialists and Democrats anymore anyway. Right. And clearly the state of California didn't learn their lesson the first go around with Governor Brown. No, and that's hard to believe. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's really hard to believe. Again, let California secede. There's a there's a big group that, and a growing group. And I remember when these same people used to make fun of Texas all the time. Oh, okay, you're gonna you're seceding seceding from the union. Oh, okay. Well, what what uh, uh, how do you how do you not call that treason? And now California is doing it, and I don't ever hear about it in Texas. Um, but California and their groups have talked about seceding over and over and over. And there's actually a pretty strong movement there. Um, let's go to uh, Fran in Pennsylvania. You're on the blaze. Hi. Yes, hi. Uh, I'm calling, uh, first of all, about Kate Steinle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it seems to me that this is reverse uh, racism, that this killer was acquitted, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like uh, people that come from other countries, uh, uh, people of color, seem to uh, have, have uh, another... Uh, much higher status than white people. Uh, you know, it seems like it's it's all about PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll give you another example of that. Uh, like in Germany, if uh, there's a man that's been in jail for uh, denying the Holocaust, you know, I mean, it, it's it's just such a, uh, a different level of uh, of judging. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I can understand how. Uh, you know, people get, a lot of white people are getting very angry about this. You know, you've got people coming over here from the Middle East. I read in the paper not too long ago, uh, a guy from Syria got $4,000 check, an apartment, you know, and people that are born here can't get anything. Um, you know, I just don't understand. Yeah. And, and, and about the Democratic Party. Uh, I have voted Democrat. I've voted Republican at times, okay? But the, the Democrats are such phonies because they pretend to be the tree huggers, okay? Obama mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Hillary went around the globe promoting fracking. Uh, the other Democrat, Cory Booker, made a dirty deal with the pharmaceutical companies to not allow um, negotiating drug prices. They're phonies. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. Oh, they are. They're, they are. Yeah, it's it's they are all phonies. about the money. Yeah. They're like bought and yeah. sold, and, and, you know, we need a third party. Appreciate it. Thanks, friend. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's just so hard to get a third party rolling. It's, it's very difficult. It takes a lot of money. It, it takes some high-profile people to join that party. Nobody wants to do it because they, you know, there's some tough going at the beginning. Uh, it's, it's difficult. It's not 1855 anymore. (laughs) So it's difficult to start a third party. It was pretty successful though, when the Republicans did it in the 1850s, Mm -hmm. it would just be a little bit tougher right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's go to Royce in Texas. Royce, you're on the blaze. Hi. Talk about the Kate Stanley deal. I wonder what Jerry Brown and Nancy Pelosi would think today if that was one of their family members. Who got killed by an illegal alien? Yes, that yeah. is correct. Yeah. The sanctuary city, sanctuary state. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they think about that. Yeah, I I don't wish that on anybody. Appreciate the call. I but, don't either. But uh, I, think, I think they'd feel quite differently. Absolutely. Appreciate the call. 888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. Keith is bugging me to do this story. I sure am. Because I have found the three words in the English language when which I am not able yeah, to speak. They don't. None of them have an L in it, and that's his problem. Oh my gosh! Which is why there's been the hesitation. I contend mm. that if you do your Tom Brokaw impersonation with those three words with this, with in these order, three words, it's um, the greatest ever. Uh, <laughs> Tom Brokaw, uh, America's opioid epidemic. America's yeah. opioid ep- epidemic. Thank you. Okay, but see again, they don't have L's in them, and, right, from and the it's heart. the L that he just try this again. You know, okay. it's like Louisville tonight in Louisville, Kentucky. Tonight in Jalalabad. He's just trying to get me to do the David, the Tom Brokaw impersonation. Okay, then take for off. no apparent reason. Right, so take off America and replace it with Louisville. Uh, Louisville's opioid epidemic. Well, Jalalabad's opioid. Epidemic. Thank you. Probably, I, uh, Jalalabad probably has one too. I was just about to say the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's the heart That's of where, it is. where opium comes from. <laughs> so, uh, okay, are you happy now? Yeah, I don't really care about the America's, story. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't really cares, just wanted man. me to do the the Broca Do invitation. drugs, don't do drugs. Whatever. U.S. health officials, though, approved the first injectable form of the leading medication to treat patients recovering from addiction to heroin. Prescription painkillers and other opioids. So they yeah, they approved an injectable form of medication, mm-hmm. and hopefully this gets you off of opioids. I don't I don't care. It's just Tom Brokaw. That's all I care. <laughs> I actually <laughs> kind of care about this. Oh, do you? There's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people struggling with this. Okay. Uh, the FDA approved once a month sublocade for adults with opioid use hmm. disorder who are already stabilized on addiction medication. So this is some kind of treatment instead of um, what is the uh, morphine? It's it's called morphine, mm-hmm. and that's what they use right now to try to get people off of it. And this is once a month sublocade. But anyway, this is to treat America's opioid epidemic. Thank you. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Charles in Illinois. Charles, you're on the blaze. Well, I have a little different take. I don't think that the federal government and the Trump administration should be forcing policy on California by, you know, taking California's money and then refusing to give it back. And that's what the Obama administration did to Joe Arpaio for the opposite reason, to get him to stop enforcing immigration law. If if an official doesn't... um, enforce federal law you know they should they should slap handcuffs on them and you know the last thing you need to do is give the federal government more power um you know but the federal but but the federal government is under no obligation to keep funneling money to these these cities anyway i mean they don't have money comes from the state and then it's yeah, sold back that, out to the state. Yes. You know, that's exactly the wrong behavior. You know, the states should be able to determine their drinking age. States should be able to determine their policies, mm-hmm. you know, except in the limited matter where they would truthfully fall under the Commerce Clause. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to see that precedent nailed down anymore as much as I hate the way they run California. And then maybe the people of California will say, Enough is enough, you know, because they planted those seeds and now they're bearing fruit. 
Yeah, appreciate the call, Charles. Uh, you know, in theory, that's probably yeah. the best way to go about it. They're just not going to slap handcuffs on yeah. any officials that uh, refuse to enforce federal law. Yes. They're not going to. See, what Charles They're is not describing there is something that uh, I in think the, used in, to be called in, federalism. Yeah. Yes. It's gone. And Bye-bye. in a perfect world, <laughs> that's how it would operate. We don't live in that world. And so... You know, because that's been our system for so long, and we've gotten so far away from the, the from the Constitution that these things just they, they don't work that way anymore. Uh, Jacob in Wisconsin, you're on the blaze. Hi, hi Pat. Hey. Hi Pat. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what I think is, if California wants to seed, I don't know why we're stopping them, um, or at least parts of California. Uh, let them go live in their socialist haven for a while and see how well they like it. And yeah, you'll see this mass transfer of people from this new newly seceded california back to the u.s <laughs> no so doubt about it taste of their own medicine <laughs> yes i mean i agree with that thanks for the call jacob uh, because they would come crawling back so fast look what they've done to california anyway they bankrupted the state i mean california is is beautiful it's a great state it's a it's a fantastic um quality of life except for the cost of living, of course, which is so ridiculous that, I mean, you're, when you're paying a million dollars for a thousand square feet of space, that's just asinine. But that happens in New York, too. However, in California, with all the resources that they have, with, with all the uh, variety they have of... Uh, resources they they've got to be able to do better than they're doing and not be billions and billions of dollars in debt there's just no reason for it it's just run so badly that um they should already see what they would be in for if they seceded from the union yeah but isn't that great that two of the most poorly run states in the union are responsible for about a third of the electoral votes needed to elect the next yeah. president That's isn't that neat. isn't that great mm-hmm. it's wonderful mm-hmm. Hunter in Tennessee, welcome to the Blaze. Hey. Um, yeah. I think your best impersonation is Al Gore comparing global warming deniers to the civil rights voting. And I love how you had his dad, <laughs> his dad impersonation, him arguing with his dad. It's pretty classic. Uh, do you remember that time? Uh, oh, yeah. Keith, I watch uh, checklist every night before I go to bed. It's great. All right. What was the setup again? Okay, so it's Al Gore talking about what? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I remember exactly. uh, You were on Glenn's show, yeah. Go, and he was saying, if you're a global warming denier, uh, it's similar to being against civil rights. And you brought up the fact that his dad voted against civil rights. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. I I vaguely remember that. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Hunter. (laughs) Well, he uh, his dad. Uh, and I don't remember the circumstances of what I was saying at the time. Right. But uh, Al Al Gore's dad was a racist. Mm-hmm. He he was in fact uh, uh, voted against civil rights numerous times mm-hmm. from about 1955 on uh, until it finally became so obvious that. Everybody who voted against civil rights was going to be swept out of office. And then they finally caved in, including Lyndon Johnson and and Al Gore's father, I think, got on board at the end. Um, I will just say that I'm getting flashbacks now of the most infuriating part of the 2000 election. Uh, Well, 
before election day that is i mean uh it's when the um confederate flag flew over the grounds at the uh in, in columbia south carolina and mm-hmm. you know it was incumbent upon george bush to make a stand take a stand you know come up with a mm-hmm. but meanwhile we're talking about al gore his father the fact that there is a paid holiday, I think right. up until today even, uh, in the state of Tennessee, Al Gore's home state, uh, for Nathan Bedford Forrest, the founder of the KKK. Um, so anyway, I just had the flashback there Strange. as we're talking about the uh, 2000 election. Anyway, Yeah. Uh, the Gores are an interesting family. Aren't they filled with contradiction? Uh, Al Gore himself is filled with such contradiction. It's, it's pretty stunning. including Up to and including selling his network, current TV, to um, an oil baron state. <laughs> he supposedly he supposedly has a such a uh, an aversion to fossil fuels, and yet was very happy to make five hundred million dollars from the fossil fuel company and the fossil fuel country because it made him rich. So is he committed to global warming or is he committed to becoming rich? Uh, one in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, hi. I just uh, just want to say this whole Kate Steinle thing is disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, our earlier comment about was involuntary manslaughter on the table or not? Yeah. What instructions the jurors were given by the judge? You know, what, what could allow a panel of jurors to find yeah, not was. guilty just blows me away. I mean, the whole process just stinks. Yeah, it does. And from what I understand, appreciate the call. I, I don't believe they even... I think that was an option. Did they talk about the fact that he was... Illegal. I don't oh, think oh, no, they no. even you, brought that up. They weren't allowed to bring that up. They were not allowed to bring up the illegal alien but status. I am almost positive that the jury did have the option of they involuntary did? manslaughter. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to just confirm that here. How is it possible they didn't go with that? Then? I, I, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, it, uh, it was acquitted of murder, involuntary manslaughter, and assault charges. Oh, okay. So... Those are all the charges that he, yeah, he was here. acquitted on. He was acquitted yeah. on all charges, which included invol- involuntary manslaughter, yep. apparently. Yep, so he was acquitted of murder, Jeez. involuntary manslaughter, and assault charges. <laughs> Just got the gun how, conviction. How, how do you get out of the manslaughter? Was there ever a, cl- a, a more clear indication uh, of manslaughter Who than that? Who is responsible for Kate Steinle's death? Well, the gun. Just the gun. Okay. Yeah, that, I mean, I guess that's the verdict you would have to reach if you're one of those jurors is that, yeah, it's the gun's fault. I just don't understand how a dozen people could come to the same conclusion. I don't either. I mean, California, man, you, you suck. Sorry. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, that's. I'm sorry. San Francisco, you suck. Okay. All right. I know there's some sane parts of California. I got it. And the sad thing is, you know, we had a caller earlier that said if, if you went to Dallas, uh, this wouldn't happen, but it would because Dallas is also a sanctuary city, just like San Francisco is. Houston is also a sanctuary city, just like San Francisco is. I believe San Antonio is. is a sanctuary city. Yeah. Uh, there's That's why there are 250 sanctuary cities, because virtually all major cities in the United States of America are sanctuary cities now. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray. 
the Blaze Radio Network. Is here. I am. It's true. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, every dollar counts in the fight against darkness and evil. And you have been so amazing. And we're just we're humbled by the kindness and generosity that you you show toward those in crisis. And we just want to thank you. And on Monday, we announced an expansion of the Nazarene Fund and a goal to raise twenty five million dollars in the next year. This week, we got a cash gift of $8 from a nine-year-old named Garand. He wrote to us in a letter and simply said, please use this $8 to help the Christians. So uh, thank you to Garand. Your gift will will make a huge difference. And so far, uh, we're off to a good start, And but we still need your help because the, the goal is enormous. And we can use any $8 gift that you can, that you can spare. Go to uh, the the NazareneFund.org. The NazareneFund.org to contribute. Uh, 888-933-93. Also, if you just can't get enough and must have more today, there is more to have. Oh. We're doing a Facebook Live, and uh, Stu will show up. Stu and Jeffy will be here, and uh, we will get the band back together. Uh, Pat, Stu, Jeffy. So join us at 3 Eastern, 2 o'clock Central, Facebook.com slash TheBlaze, or Facebook.com slash Pat Gray Unleashed. It's probably going to be closer to about 3.03 p.m. Eastern, because let's be honest. I mean, you got to have a That's restroom true. break in there, you know? Go yeah. Go sip of water or something. You take a breath. Sure. And then... Uh, so it's not going to be right at 3 o'clock. And then we'll get out. right back into yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's go to Brad in North Carolina. Hey, Brad, you're on The Blaze. How you doing, guys? Good. I uh, just want to preface this by saying that uh, a Carolina Panther fan entering the arena, and I think we got a Falcons fan over there, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes. Uh, You're welcome. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to address two quick things. One, um, a previous caller, a lady, had mentioned how this was an example of reverse racism. Mm. And the same way that it's a pet peeve with you and myself with the whole democracy and republic, there's no such thing as reverse racism. It's just racism. There is, <laughs> that is no true. such thing as reverse robbery. There's no such <laughs> thing as reverse rape. It's just <laughs> racism. And uh, the second thing I was going to mention with the Kate Steinle thing, which mm. is just infuriating, yeah. is um, this defense that was put forth, which is, yeah, stolen gun, yeah, I shot it, yeah, I shot her, and yes, yeah, she died, but oops, I didn't mean to. Is this going to be a new standard or a new precedent that might be referenced in the future? Because if so, that's terrifying. It is. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me though, because it, it was successful. So why wouldn't you use it again? I would. If, if I'm a defense attorney, I'm bringing that up. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I. You know what? I didn't. I didn't pick up the gun. I stepped on it, and it went off. Ah, oh, those guns. Whatever it is, you, you don't even have to. If you're not seen with it, you could just claim you stepped on it and say it was an oops excuse. Yeah. And then reference this case. Yeah. 
Appreciate the call, Brad. It, that is kind of chilling. Uh, and you know what's going to happen. Just just as after the Twinkie defense, where the guy went nuts on Twinkies, right? A sugar load, overload. In, oh. Remember the Twinkie defense? Yeah. And recently, they he, they tried a cold medicine defense. Right. The guy called 911 and said, hey, I just woke up and my wife is on the floor and there's blood everywhere and I think I stabbed her 150 times. What? From cold medicine? (laughs) That is some powerful NyQuil. I don't know. Really? Did that? Uh, We should look into what I, I didn't. I didn't see what the end result was on that cold medicine defense. I think that's still going through the system here. Is it still yeah. working? Uh, okay. I'll look it up, though. Uh, Michael in Washington, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, how you doing, Pat? Doing good. Uh, I want to make a comment about the uh, Weinstein uh, Lauer uh, case. Okay. And uh, I've been wondering if uh, this whole thing could have been prevented if these guys would have used Wax RX. Uh, <laughs> apparently... Uh, they couldn't hear the word no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh, yeah, if the if the word no was even said in some of these cases. Uh, thanks for the call, Michael. Uh, because oftentimes the word no wasn't even spoken. There's a story of there's a story of Matt Lauer calling a woman to his office. Now, supposedly under the guise of hey, we're going to talk about this story that we're going to do on the Today Show tomorrow. So she goes to his office. She sits down across from him. He's behind the desk. He locks the door. And then he says, undo your, undo your blouse. And she does. Doesn't say a word. Undoes her blouse. Then he comes over to her and says, stand up. And he pulls down her dress or pants, whatever she was wearing at the time, bent her over the chair and had his way with her. Not a word between them. Not a word afterwards. Uh, and the reason she didn't go to NBC, she said, was because she should have done more to stop him. Um, yeah. Or maybe you could say you should have done something to stop him. Like, hey, I'm not good with this. <laughs> but supposedly fear of losing the job negates all that. And I, I don't know. I just don't I don't believe women are that weak. I really don't. I, I don't believe there are that few jobs. And I don't believe it's worth, you know, losing your self-respect or your husband or your wife over something like that. And I don't think the job is worth it. But apparently, um, a, a lot of people do because a lot of them didn't say anything because of their job. Well, and then, so you you had what Matt Lauer considers to be consensual sex because you didn't say no and now years later you're saying well he 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 abused me in his office well did he why did you tell him to stop did you tell him you didn't want to did you tell him no i'm not going to do that let me out of your office i'm leaving this minute oh you didn't well then okay i mean that's consensual sex right i i don't know it seems like it to me also, uh, Baywatch star Pamela Anderson had an interesting um, take yesterday when she suggested that the women who were sexually abused by Harvey Weinstein may not have been victimized if they were just more careful. She spoke with Megan Kelly uh, yesterday where she talked about the sexual abuse she had to overcome as a child. She went on to say that various figures made unscrupulous propositions to her 
when she first arrived in Hollywood. And it only took common sense to avoid getting involved in complicated situations. She said, don't go into a hotel, don't go into a hotel room alone. That seems like a, like, a, like a good safety tip. If someone answers the door in a, bath, in a bathrobe, leave. <laughs> That's another good suggestion. I like that, actually. I wouldn't expect this kind of common sense from Pam Anderson, but so far, so good. Yeah, well, it's it 2017. Was, Nothing makes sense. <laughs> I know. So. <laughs> I know. It was common knowledge that certain producers or certain people in Hollywood are people to avoid privately. You know what you're getting into. If you're going into a hotel room alone. When asked to talk about her previous interactions with Weinstein, Anderson said the mogul came off as very intimidating while working together in the past. She went on to say she was not surprised when Weinstein's sex misconduct came to light since it was common knowledge for her. She said it was common knowledge that certain producers or certain people in Hollywood are people to avoid. You know what you're getting into. Megan Kelly suggested that many women shouldn't have had anything to fear after their agents set them up for meetings with Weinstein, though Anderson responded that the victims still should have had someone accompany them for those discussions. When Anderson's remarks were met online, were met with online accusations of victim blaming, her publicist insisted that Anderson was just trying to recommend ways for women to avoid sexual abuse. As a victim of sexual abuse herself, the last thing she'd do is blame the victim. She's a huge advocate for victims of sexual abuse. I mean, isn't that just reasonable? Isn't that, I, I think that's just common sense. But I'll, I'll remind you again, it's 2017. Yeah. So I don't think that really applies anymore. Yeah, there isn't any common sense. And so uh, anytime you say anything that should include common sense, you're victim shaming or you're victim blaming or whatever the case may be. And so you, you can't make suggestions like this to these women, I guess. Um, and you can't say, hey, maybe you should have said no to Matt Lauer in his office. I guess you can't say that either. Maybe you should have said, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. I, I don't want to do this. Uh, are you threatening my job if I don't do this? At least ask the question. Right? I, I, could you do that at least? Uh, 888-933-93. Scott in Texas, welcome to The Blaze. Hey, Pat. I had hey. a theory. Um, it's about this whole sexual harassment thing. And mm-hmm. the theory is that this is all kind of a setup to get Trump. Now, we know that Clinton survived a sexual scandal. So the Democrats would know this too. So they would have to prep the field, you know, so to speak, in order to get it done. So what they do is they go after their favorite people, anybody who is anybody who has sexual harassment stuff, they just go ahead and bring them down. If you look at um, Nancy Pelosi with Conyers, at first she kind of defended him. She's like, well, yeah, innocent until proven guilty. We need to let law, you know, let him prove it's innocent. Let the law due process. Then all of a sudden, yeah, due process, right? Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, she just slipped 180, and she's like, oh, he's got to go right now. And other top Democrats are calling for him. Perhaps somebody got her, pulled her aside and said, hey, Nancy, you don't understand the strategy. The strategy is we're going to bring Trump down after setting the precedent because we all know he has done some really despicable sexual things. 
And he would survive it if they didn't prep the field, so to speak, because Clinton survived it. But if they prep the field, they go ahead and sacrifice some of their own for the greater good. Mm -hmm. And then they said, look, we did it to all these people. Trump has done similar things. Now he's got to go, too. What do you think about that? I think it's plausible. I, I mean, I don't put anything past these people. I don't put anything past them. Um, appreciate the call. I, I mean, that's that's plausible. Why not? They're capable of it. Is it likely? Yeah, I don't know. But it's plausible, I would say. 888-900-3393. Um, Debbie in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hi. Um, two things. One's, one is I wanted to talk a little bit about the women being sexually harassed and mm-hmm. feeling powerless and all that. You know, I left home at 16. Um, I was in business as a young woman. Uh, by my mid-20s, I was an office manager. And, I mean, I had, a, a, an, you know, several incidents of me being sexually harassed, which I dealt with. But the one I want to talk about, we had a this little, like, 18-year-old girl who had a baby, was single, had to have a job. And this was in Dallas. And my one of the officers in the company that I worked with called her into his office and told her if she would unbutton her blouse and, you know, let him feel her up, that she could keep her job. And she was Mm. terrified. She came to me and we dealt with it. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. something that, you know, she was terrified of losing her job and she absolutely had to have one and probably was not going to easily get another one because she had no experience. Yeah. But she was brave enough to say no and come to me, and then we dealt with it. That's great. Did the guy so, lose his job, hopefully? Eventually, yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. Um, and it felt really good. <laughs> but it did. Because he tried real hard to get rid of me in the meantime. Oh, man. But the other thing is you don't withdraw from opiates with Heroin, you do it with methadone. That's what they put people on. Methadone, that's what and it is. Yeah, no. Injection is a form of suboxone, which is also used. Okay. Are are you a nurse? Are you just? Um, I'm a retired nurse. I also have dealt with uh, chemical dependence in my family, and I have my daughter is currently on methadone. Oh wow! It's the only thing that's kept her off of opiates. But you, but you, but you're hooked on the methadone though, too, right? Or can you get off you know, of people that? People say you're hooked on it. No, it's not that you're hooked on it. Your body is very used to the chemicals. Yeah. And so, can you ever yeah, get off of those? If you don't have it, you go into full-blown withdrawal. Yeah. 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 But you don't get the high from methadone that you get from heroin. Okay. The, you know, there's not a, none of the secondary gain. And it's so highly regulated um, methadone and suboxone are regulated much higher than the you know highest schedule class of opiates and the and the thing that you're this the what is it called the um second thing not the methadone but the other one is that the, the, is a once suboxone. a month that's a once a month thing according to the story we were the, reading the, yeah the injection is it is supposed to be a once a month thing. This was the first I've heard of it because I'm not currently in practice. I'm 
retired. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, the Suboxone is uh, the pill is a daily thing. Okay. And everybody has to go to clinic at least once a week. That's the longest you can go and have take homes. They call them take homes to last you a week. You know, uh, doctors are only allowed to have so many people in their practice that are on these drugs. Methadone in particular, it has to be a clinic mm-hmm. and that has to be all they do. And they are highly regulated. Okay. Um, appreciate the information. Uh, thanks, Debbie. 888 That was part of the uh, opioid uh, story that we had earlier where they're, they're trying to come up with ways to save people's lives because so many people are apparently um, not just hooked on these things but dying from these things. Yesterday they had a, they had a story that 175 people a day are dying from overdose. Uh, oh man, that's a lot. That that's a lot. And they say roughly 2.4 million Americans are currently addicted to opioids, oh. according to federal figures. And about 1.1 million are receiving drug therapy to treat the condition. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Blaze Radio Network at theblaze.com slash radio. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Been talking. Oh, don't forget, we're gonna we've got a Facebook Live here um, where we'll discuss things more, maybe uh, more on the sexual harassment stuff as well. Um, but uh, Stu will be joining us as well as Jeffy, and that's at uh, just after three o'clock Eastern, two o'clock Central. Mary in Virginia, you're on the Blaze. Hey uh, guys, I love this show very much. Thank you. I wanted, I called a couple of weeks ago about this whole Weinstein stuff going on, and mm-hmm. I was uh, assaulted at at my job by my boss and I turned around and punched him in the face, <laughs> knocked off his glasses and in front of a room full of people and, and went, I'm originally from the Bronx. I went full Bronx on the man and screamed things I shouldn't have, I guess. But I just wanted to let some of these women know they should attend the Mary Rose School of I Don't Freaking Think So. And if it does happen, <laughs> to punch him in the face or do what you need to do. But to get an assault charge, then, then anything else that can happen. Uh, it's very, it's... So, are you going to conduct a seminar, Mary? Because I, I, I think you should. I think you should. <laughs> it seems like a need these days. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. I, I remember that call, too. She was sexually harassed by her boss, and she turned around and punched him in the face, knocking his glasses off his face. That's a good way to deal with it. Yep. You know, I I mean, yeah, there's fear. There's, there's, um, there's the unknown. What's going to happen to me if I do this? Am I going to lose my job? Well, when you treat so, when you treat it that way immediately, I think you have a good shot. I, re- I really think you you've taken the bull by the horns and you got a good shot for because they're going to ask you why'd you hit him in the face. And then you tell them. 
Janine in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. 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 Um, yeah, I've been listening to all of this for the last few days, and I've gritted my teeth, <laughs> bared it all, and I have to say something here okay. in regards to the sex scandal stuff. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but, you know, women are talking about, oh, you know, this whole thing, war on women, and then, then now the women are coming out and saying, you know, uh, hear me roar. I'm, we got power. We're rising up. You know what? The women have, have lost. They lose when they do not tell the man right up front, yeah. okay, you stop and, and literally confront them and walk away. You know, that's where they give the power away to the guy. They yeah. just give it away when they don't, don't stand up. I'm one who knows for firsthand. I, I was sexually abused by my, by my own dad uh, mm. for years, and I stood up to him. I took beatings. I had to stand up to my mother. I took annihilation for my family. I've taken annihilation many times, but you know what? At least I could walk out the door with my head holding up. Yeah. And um, with that being said, I mean, I know I'm, I'm not trying to air dirty laundry, but I'm just saying that the women out there, this thing of, you know, I just want my job. I just got to hold on. Do you want to work for a company and for a manager that's going to do this, that promotes this? Is that what you want? It's a great question. Uh, it's a great question, and who better and to ask it than you? As far as Mary goes, as far as Mary, her, her, her you know, her taking on uh, her, her choice. I got, I got one better than that. I'll tell you what. When uh, they were talking about um, uh, what's it, Franken, uh, Franken going and put sticking his t- or uh, or Conyers, whoever it was that gave a, a tongue a tongue kiss. I, you know what? He wouldn't have that half of that tongue. <laughs> I would have bit it off. <laughs> Seriously. And now, and the other thing is, I wanted to bring up about the Steinle thing. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm really uh, perplexed with this whole whole situation, how he got off. But here's the thing that really is um, mind boggling. Last night I heard on the local news when they were talking about it, they said, "Well, okay, this guy, he's uh, in process now since he got acquitted to being deported." But, but. After the at the end of the uh, the uh, report, they came out and said, "But he still has to serve three years uh, because of his uh, illegal possession of a firearm." Now, do you think for one second that they're going to go ahead and let this guy go ahead and, and serve out his term, and they're going to figure that we're all just going to forget about it? Oh yeah, we'll all forget about it, and then he'll be let loose on the street. Do you think he's going to get deported? Mm. No, he's not going to be deported. He's, I mean. They've already, I think they've already given up on that. He's come back f- six times. Appreciate the call, Janine. Um, it's it's great to hear from somebody who has, you know, uh, defended themselves. From somebody who has been through I mean, really bad things. And uh, pretty defiant, even so. And uh, really believes that women are stronger than, than they're coming off here. And I, I, I believe that, too. I believe that too. You you don't have to just say, I I was scared and I want to keep my job. Why would you keep that job? Also, this is a breaking report that the DOJ is considering federal charges against uh, Kate Steinle's killer, which is interesting. That is the one way they could prosecute him again on these charges. Also, we've got Facebook Live coming up in just a few minutes with Pat, Stu, Jeffy. We'll see you on Facebook Live.
maybe about five after three Eastern. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.